pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. This is likely to get points. Brandon obviously real low Babbitt, real low balls in play. Strikes out a lot, not terribly likely to end up with a hit here. So I'm taking Anderson, who's probably just the better overall play here. The guy more likely to get more pass points, and he owns the tiebreaker. So they get the same. You win with Anderson. So I'm taking Anderson here. Next up, Walker versus Alfaro. I'm taking Walker. He's the better here, batting fourth in the lineup. Both of them are going up against a bad pitcher in Samarja, but Walker is a switch hitter and batting from the left side of the plate. Marja has some pretty decent splits, so I'm taking Walker as the better hitter, the better lineup spot, the better play, and the better platoon split here. Walker wins this one. Next up, Belt versus Duggar. Belt is going to crush Duggar here. He is the better hitter by far, over 200 ISO, one of the most underrated players in the majors right now. He's on a terrible team, but he's actually a good hitter. I am taking Belt, who also has a tiebreaker, should win this one straight up fairly easy. All right, next up, we have my second prop here. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the Kansas City versus the White Sox game. All right, Giolito versus Keller fantasy points. Are you kidding me? Giolito's getting 1.5 fantasy points. Giolito's going to outscore Keller by 10 fantasy points. This is absolutely insane here. The White Sox have a full run more for their implied total. Casey only looking at a 3.8 implied team total here. Giolito, way higher strikeout rate, 10 to 15% higher than Keller, depending on which side of the plate you look at. Doesn't matter. Giolito is so much better, and he's getting three points. This is the free square. He wins this nine out of ten times here. Next up, Dozier versus Witt. This one was a tough one. Witt obviously being the better hitter, but Merrifield or Dozier being the guy with the tiebreaker. So I'm going with Dozier. Just as likely to hit Bomba. I don't know if either of these guys are going to even end up with a single fantasy point here. So I'm taking the guy with the tiebreaker. It's just a better move. Next up, Solaire versus O'Hearns. Solaire is the better hitter, so I am going with him with the tiebreaker. Real simple. Should be batting higher in the order. Better hitter. And is going to get the tiebreaker here. So go with Solaire. Real simple. Our right, next up, we have my third prop here. is a two out of three rapid fire in the Milwaukee game. All right, so Perez versus Davies. Davies may have been pretty good this season, but he is not as good of a pitcher as Perez, and he's due for some massive negative regression. Milwaukee, very good team, but Minnesota is absolutely on fire right now, crushing the ball, hitting bombs left and right, and with Davies due for some huge negative regression here, Perez is going to get more fantasy points, and he's getting the tiebreak. This is super simple. Perez has a chance at 30 points. Davies has a chance at negative 10 points here. Davies might not make it past the third inning. Going to get destroyed. You take Perez with the free half point here. Next up, Yelich versus Kepler. This is a little tough here. Perez obviously going lefty-lefty, but Yelich is a good enough hitter where that doesn't matter to me. Plus, Perez throws that cutter, which helps with a little bit of reverse splits here. So, Yelich realistically in just as good of a spot as a righty. I'm taking him over Kepler with the tiebreaker. Last up, we have Rosario versus Shaw. Rosario, 
better hitter going up against a worse pitcher and getting the tiebreaker. It's that simple. Twins have over a five implied team total here. Rosario has been hitting bombs every single day. Zero chance that Shaw outscores him outside of just bad luck and variance. This is a super easy prop here. All three should win easily. All right, last up, we have my late night dagger, but before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe to these videos. Leave any of your comments in the comment section over on YouTube, and we'll try and get back to them, or just leave any of your favorite props, and I'll give you a little bit of advice on them. But we have my late night dagger, which is a fantasy challenge, meaning combined fantasy points by three players you pick in the Colorado game. All right, I already mentioned the system a little bit. Singles are worth one, doubles are worth two, RBIs are worth one, runs are worth one, walks are worth one, so on and so forth. We had an over of 16.5. Seems massive, but this is a Coors game. It's that simple. We have Arnado, Story, Dahl, all going up against Kelly here. We have a bit of a correlation here. They're all batting two, three, four in the lineup. They all have a decent chance at one home run, maybe two. Who knows? They could get five total between the three of them. Kelly is not good. It's decent hitting conditions over in Coors. A little bit cool, but it's still Coors. 6.46 implied team total for Colorado. You get a 5x out of this. You can do the 3x if you really want, but I'm doing the 5x. I think they all got a decent shot at a home run here, and they could get multiple hits in this game. I am taking the over on it. Nice 5x payouts. Should hit. Great value here. I'm taking it. Alright guys, thanks. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. I will be back again later on this week with a little bit of baseball stuff, so don't worry about that. Go ahead and like and subscribe again. Go ahead and sign up for the Monkey Knife by using the promo code Grinders and go get yourself some free money. I am out of here. See you kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
everybody, and welcome to the Rotor Grinders Yahoo Tournament Edition show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with Kirk Dees. It's Chris Kirkwood coming off a hot Friday night. Chris, how's it going over there, my man? Yeah, things are good. I had a good Friday night. Um, yeah, life is good. No complaints. I uh, had a nice long weekend. Not, I mean, basically every weekend is long for us, right? Yeah, yeah. I always like, people are always like, oh, how is the long, like, you know. But at least we got... At least we get to enjoy it with other people, right? Like like other human beings instead of playing Fortnite online, right? Hey man, those those, those, those people out there, they they enjoy the good Fortnite. It's, Real people, yeah. human beings, interactions. But uh, yeah, no, I always laugh. People are always like, you know, oh, back to work on the long Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, back just back to uh, you know, grinding out the DFS, right? But I was still grinding it on the Memorial Day. Had a pretty nice day yesterday, so can't complain there. Got the, uh, you know, when you're bubbling and you, you get that home run that you've been begging for the whole time. Uh, I got the Matt Chapman home run. Was was going nuts for that. So that was big. Well, here here's a true story um, about yesterday. I mean, I, I got buried on DraftKings. Uh, it wasn't a great slate for me, whatever. But uh, on Yahoo, I did well because I actually plugged in Puig, um, Yasiel Puig, in the second game of the doubleheader by accident. So my lineup was stacked reds with Puig from the later game, completely by accident. And he hits a bomb and has a 20 fantasy point game that brought me to brought me to the, the cash line and everything. So I was pretty, pretty happy about that. That's pretty awesome. That's that's always funny when it works out that way. The the mistake goes on, or the mistake with the CSV, and you end up uh, winning a bunch of money. So that's always good. Uh, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna talk Yahoo. We're gonna talk tournaments. And Chris, when I looked at last night's slate, I said, you know, uh, I you know got a show tomorrow. Let me dig in early. And I looked at the slate, and I was just like, oh man, I don't really want to play. It's so ugly. But then I saw the tournaments around the industry, and I was like, man, uh, it's too tough to pass up. And uh, if, I think if you dig deep enough today, you might be able to find a couple of diamonds in the rough and, uh, you know, maybe have an edge on people. That could definitely be the case today. So uh, I saw you the other day. You had a nice faulty call and you dug into some data. So I was wondering, uh, Chris, as we look into the pitchers, do you have a guy already that you've like kind of been keying in on? Because again, this pitching slate is really ugly. Yeah. So unfortunately on the days that I um, do shows, I end up never doing quite as well because like the, something will come to me at like right at this time right now when I'm like just been slaving over a slate all day. And then I'll end up like, like digging in like crazy on something, which is what Fulty ended up being. But um, I do like this slate. I know you don't like it. I love it. Um, I think it's, it's what, right. I, so the way I break down the overview of the slate. So, I mean, like bats, there's going to be loads of bats, right? Which is always good. Home runs are up. That's what we're looking for always is the home runs. And I don't see any monster strikeout games that I can bank on for many pitchers. So it's like pitching is just about like survival tonight. And I think we can, there's a lot of different ways we can go. Sure. It could blow up. Like you're never not going to feel comfortable no matter who you really use. But um, I mean, I, I definitely got some guys that I like. Yeah, I mean, there's some guys I'm looking at and, and definitely considering, but uh, I'm definitely having like the back and forth on how much should I actually spend on pitching, right? Because I think there's so many good hitters that I want to have and get exposure to. And uh, again, this is the cash game show. We're doing a uh, we're doing tournaments, right? So we're going to kind of talk about the pitchers. We'll start there and kind of dig in from uh, there. And we'll start at the top with Steven Strasburg, right? Uh, if you see Strasburg, you think Atlanta, and that just sounds like a terrible idea, right? Like it just mentally, you kind of think without doing any research, Strasburg against Atlanta, that would not be a good spot. But he has had some success against them. He's been really up and down. And 
again, I think this could be a spot where you could do well, but I just don't want to spend that much on him in this matchup. I just don't think it's a good spot. Uh, do you think differently here with Strasburg? Um, he's clearly the most talented arm on the slate, so so I don't feel badly about him. Um, I don't like the matchup. I don't like the road matchup against the Braves. I don't like the weather. Uh, we're looking at over 90 degrees. Um, humidity is not so bad. I know people were writing uh, – were uh, – pointing out a, a sweaty Strasburg uh, scenario, mainly Britt. Uh, I know Britt loves that. Um, and uh, I like it too, but the humidity is pretty, pretty is okay here. Um, the dew point that I'm, that I'm seeing, I'm no Kevin Roth by, by any means, but, and I also tend to think that we um, overestimate kind of weather in this time of year. We haven't hit this summer hot, like heat indexes that like are just ridiculous. Yes, 90 degrees is still hot, but like these guys are base professional baseball players that have been playing in this their whole lives, right? So I'm not really worried that too much about it. I think Strasburg's the, I'd still say he's the top arm. Um, I'm probably not going to go there myself, but um, I might end up convincing myself if we, uh, you know, by the end of the show here, potentially, but um, I don't think he's a bad play by any means. Yeah, and I think there's two other guys that I'm preferring kind of at the top, uh, at least at this point in time. Uh, and we'll just kind of get to them now. I think Matt Boyd against Baltimore is an interesting option. He's been pretty good this year. Uh, if you're talking about like guys you're just spending raw points, I think he can make some sense. But the, the guy I think a lot of people are keen on is Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill in a phenomenal spot against the Mets. I know they got guys like Pete Alonzo who can be scary, but Rich Hill is a really solid all-around pitcher, you know, at home too. Uh, that's nice. Just worry about the length of uh, innings that he can go, right? Because you got Dave Roberts there. So uh, another guy in that range is Lucas Giolito. I think he's an interesting option who's been great his past like 10 starts or so. But uh, I, I don't know. He's a little bit of a scary option still. And do you want to really spend that money like $46 on Yahoo on Giolito? Just sounds crazy. So uh, talk to me, Chris. If you're not going to Strasburg, there, there's three other guys here that are solid options. But again, I don't know if they still like warrant that price tag. Uh, I think Giolito is definitely real. So, um, you know, I, that's a guy I would have liked to play on on DraftKings tonight. So I don't mind getting exposure with him on Yahoo. I don't I mean, like there's everyone is so close in this range. Like we might as well just like list them off here. Right. So we got like Matt Boyd. Right. Like, yeah, uh, I know you mentioned him. Um, he's probably having the best season out of everybody here. Um, and he gets to face Baltimore in a tough park. Um, but a lot of, there are K's there, a lot of K's there, the weather, I mean, that's 87 degrees. The humidity is nice up, up there at a, at a nice level. And like, let's be honest, the Orioles have just been pesky against us all year when we've been attacking them. Haven't they been? Yeah, no, de definitely. They can get kind of righty heavy. And again, like their better hitters are righty. So like, yeah, they can definitely cause some fits. Uh, and kind of talking about guys in those in that range. I like Boyd. I think he's fine. But, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, first or last, Mr. Ricky Bobby Dylan Bundy. I kind of think he's really interesting against Detroit. That Detroit lineup looks a little better. I don't know if you saw it come out. It looks better than normal. I guess you could say at least it feels like it is. Uh, what do you think of Bundy? Because that's kind of one of the guys I think has a ton of upside at this price. And I think in tournaments, he's a great play. Uh, I love him. Um, I mean, uh, as much as you can love uh, Dylan Bundy. Yeah. Um, so let's, 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 uh, let's look at the, I got, I got the pitchers based on swinging strike rate um, and strike rates here because, you know, strikeouts are king. We are looking to survive. So I'm going to weigh this with a grain of salt here, but like I do want strikeouts. So, um, Bundy, 12.6% swinging strike rate, fifth on the highest on the slate. Um, hasn't translated to the highest K percentage, 23% K percentage, 
but um you know he's much better against right-handed batters this is like the perfect matchup for him right like if you had to pick a team to play dylan bundy against it's probably it's either the marlins or the you know detroit and i would probably pick detroit yeah it's such a great spot like I might be playing him in cash games. Like, and I, I understand there's risk to him. That's the one thing you talked about surviving at pitching on this lane. And I do think that's important too. Obviously in cash games, like surviving doesn't sound like a bad idea, but I also want to crush. Right. And uh, I got that in tournaments too. So I'm debating on going to Dylan Bundy route. I know that there could be some risk there. Uh, one thing I thought that was interesting. And again, you talked about like we overvalue weather and I feel like uh, we overvalue weather a ton. I know it's great, but uh, I looked at Ross tool. And I, again, I think Ross tool is great. I made tons of bets with it. I made some money off it. So I, I don't doubt it, but uh, it likes a lot of home runs over there, which is fine, right? Dylan Bundy has a home run issue. It, it's got a bump at 21.1%, but the total runs is still down to 0.2%. So I'm not as worried about the runs. Maybe a couple long balls get hit here and there that get caught in the uh, hot air and carry, but uh, I don't know. I still think I'm just going to take the shot with Bundy and not really care. Uh, I'm going to look real quick the sh- uh, the umpires. I don't know if you had the data up on that. I had it up before. I think they also get a great umpire. Boyd and uh, Bundy in this game. Uh, yeah, they have an extreme pitchers umpire. So that's another, uh, you know, bonus for them. And again, I don't want to overvalue it and say, oh, now the umpire is there. It's like, uh, I have to play him or I must play. But uh, I think everything, just, you know, waiting in the uh, whole equation of things, I think that's another bump up to uh, Boyd and Bundy in these spots. Yeah, definitely. But again, I also think we overvalue these kinds of things because like a good projection system should already take all of this into account. So like when you get the bat projections, they're spitting out projections with, you know, the, the fact that there's an extreme pitchers umpire with the weather taken into consideration. Um, so that's all kind of built in and that sometimes it can lead us to be like a little bit exuberant on some guys. So kind of trust your projections, know what goes into them um, and make your decisions. But certainly, obviously, a good umpire helps. Right. We've all had those times where, you know, some guys are just so tilting behind the plate, just won't call any any strikes. And then there's some guys who are just have a very liberal strike zone. We want that liberal strike zone against the strike, especially with a strikeout pitcher like Bundy. Um, and the thing is here is like he's got a 29 point K percentage of right handed batters this season. I think he's hovering around 30 percent from last season and this season together. And this, you know, it's a right handed heavy lineup. Right. So there's what three three lefties in this lineup. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an extremely right, right, ready, heavy lineup. All extremely high, high strikeout guys. Right. So like, this is as good as a spot you're going to get for Dylan Bundy. Can Dylan Bundy blow up? Absolutely. But we can rip into any other guy on this slate here. So, um, I like him a lot. Yeah, if you look at the the K percentage, right, and you pull up the plate IQ, uh, you know, uh, good run, 25, uh, I think it's just 2019 season only I have right now up, but 25.6 K percentage, 25 for Stewart, Castellanos, 26, Cabrera, 21.6, uh, Rodriguez, 31.4, Dixon, 38.8. Uh, I know some of these samples are a little smaller because I have 2019 on right now, but 19.2 for K percentage for Lugo. That's the lowest of anyone. Uh, Griner at 30.1 and then Jones at 29.9. Um, actually, I think I have to hit refresh too because I think Candelario's in there. But either way, like there's so much red in the plate IQ for the K percentage. So I love Bundy. I think you like him too. Do you want to plug him in as our uh, number one SP right here at the top? Uh, sure. But let's 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 talk about some more guys here. Um, well, so weather's going to be an iffy, issue for David Price. It's raining right now. It's already started to rain here in Boston. Um, it's kind of coldish. Um, I don't know. What does the latest uh, Roth weather report look like on this one? Uh, I can pull it up here right now. Um, let's see. I got the 
Weather here, he's got orange on the Cleveland and Boston game. He's holding off on red for the meantime, but uh, he says there's a decent shot that they could postpone this. Again, this is something, uh, you know, get up, up on the crunch time. I believe it's JSU, your boy, and uh, Derek Hardy. They're going to be on there with Roth, uh, you know, breaking things down. So you got orange there. You have yellow-orange in that St. Louis-Philadelphia game, yellow in that Detroit-Baltimore game, so keep an eye on that. And then you have San Diego and the Yankees if you're playing the early, uh, you know, the early slates are playing the FanDuel slate. Uh, you got the orange yellow there too. So uh, a lot to watch on this slate. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. We also have some other interesting things and like Max Freed, he came in as like a, you know, opening as a favorite here against Washington, uh, which is kind of crazy to think, uh, you know, Jeff Samarja against Miami. We talk about how Miami's not that great of a team. Trevor Richards is kind of interesting too. I don't hate that against a bad uh, San Francisco Giants team, even though he's not like a, you know, the highest strikeout guy. But, uh, yeah, there's some other interesting options here. What do you think about these guys? Oh, I love Richards. Richards is probably my guy today for SP2. Um, you got to like the park, right? Um, the You got to love the matchup. And, um, you know, it's risky from, you know, he's it's just been a con- command thing and a control issue with him. But he's got a filthy changeup. And um, he, def- he comes in, um, let me see, I think he's like number four four for swinging strike rate on the slate. So he's got that sneaky upside um, for strikeouts. Um, the matchup is, is great. And this is a start that I can ex- definitely expect him to, to do well in. And his price is so cheap on Yahoo. It just enables you to kind of do what you want with bats. So um, I really like him. Yep, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely considering getting some, uh, you know, Trevor Richards exposure today. Like him a ton is my SP2. I think he's super safe, uh, right? He's just going to kind of get you there. And you talked about surviving at pitcher, right? There's a guy that's probably going to help me survive tonight at pitching. I think Trevor Richards is the guy. Uh, it's a little pricier than I'd hope, but I still think it's fine. I think there's enough, uh, you know, bats around the industry where you're you're able to make it work and get it done. Uh, any interest in Brad Keller against the White Sox? I know whenever you get can get them against a righty, uh, it's always interesting, but uh, I'm not too interested in it. What about you? Yeah, no, I don't really have any interest there. Yeah, another guy I don't hate is Samarja, just because Miami's not the greatest, but they're, they're kind of, you know, working counts a little bit better, so uh, I don't know. I know Samarja, he, he's struggling a little bit, but he is getting the strikeouts, right? That's that's the one thing that's helpful, so I think there's a lot of tournament upside for Samarja. I wouldn't want to sleep on him today. Uh, some other guys, uh, and more named guys down here, John Lester, uh, Steven Matz, uh, Marco Gonzalez, and Adam Wainwright, names that you kind of know pretty well. They're a little bit scary, though, and they've been struggling late in their career. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is the guy in this range that I don't hate. I think he's interesting here against Texas, who can have a lot of strikeouts in their lineup. Uh, what about you? Who else do you like in this lower range? Yeah, so uh, I guess to sum up the high range, I guess it's Rich Hill is like the projection darling. Yeah. Um, but, like, you do have to worry about pitch count. The Mets haven't been as bad against uh, left-handers. Um, in general, if you look up their numbers against them, it makes a lot of sense. We used to always attack this Mets lineup uh, with lefties. Um, you know, his swing strike rate is just kind of at a meh level. I think it's like at 9% this season. So he's, it's more a lot of past data that's being weighted into this high projection. And he's going to be the chalk because every optimizer is spitting him out right now, um, all different projection sites. So if you want to take a stand, and I think tonight is probably a good night to take a stand on going against Rich Hill, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, real, real quick, Chris, uh, not, not to cut you off or anything, but like, you know, he's an extreme hitters on too, right? And like with the leash with Dave Roberts, another thing that we have to mention, like that, that's super scary. I'm kind of with you. Like I'm down in cash games to let other people 
maybe take a stand on like, you know, just eat the chalk with uh, Rich Hill. And I kind of like maybe deviating in another area. And that way I can get some big bats too that I want to get because we don't love this pitching slate. Sounds like you're on the same campus. Yeah, but I like, I would feel much better putting Matthew Boyd in there. Um, to be honest with you, I, I would just feel better there. Um, or even paying up for Strasburg, even though it's not the best, the best matchup. Um, but um, so like that kind of, those are kind of, and then Dylan Bundy is just like kind of right a little bit level, little, little level below there. So that's kind of like my pool for like the higher end people. And then we've got like a bunch on the lower end, which we've already started discussions discussing, which is Trevor Richards, right. Who, uh, who I definitely love. Um, I think you can make a case just from a, it's all about survival as Max uh, fried tonight. Um, I think he's a good pitcher with, with great command. I, he did give up like his first home run uh, on the night that Dean guaranteed he wouldn't give up a homer. Right. Was that him? Uh, yeah. I, I must've missed that show, but uh, something that Dean said wrong. Yeah, probably correct. Um, anyway, I think you can get away with him. Um, I think uh, Marco Gonzalez is kind of the cheap guy. We saw yesterday what Texas can make any left-handed pitcher look um, like uh, an ace. So um, I think uh, you can get away with him. Um, and if you really want to get, you know, a little crazy, you can try to get some strikeouts in a tough weather game uh, with uh, a guy who was just sent back down because he had been so bad, but has all the stuff to actually be a good strikeout pitcher. And for some reason just never puts it together. But um, you know, maybe tonight's the night with Nick Pavetta. Yeah, uh, I, got, I got a quick question. Uh, Devin's thrown some YouTube chats in, so we'll answer them now. We got three of them for you. Uh, stacking against Freed, is that a good or bad option? Uh, so you said you liked Freed, and I like him a little bit too. What do you think? Yeah, I can't see that working out too well for you unless you get to that uh, Braves bullpen, which then it could work out extremely well. So uh, both of these bullpens, you know, if this game blows up, if the weather takes over and these, these guys get, you know, give each pitcher a hard time, then this game could, could certainly go off with their respective bullpens. But from a stacking against these guys is not, shouldn't be the high probability play. Yeah. Uh, we got one question. That's a first base question. We'll get to that when we get to that position. And then, but we got one about a stack here uh, and New York Yankee stack for San Diego. What do you think about that? Well, we don't have to worry about that because we're talking main slate here, right? And they're not on it, I believe. Yeah, they're not. They're probably playing another site. Um, but uh, it's against uh, it's against Derek Lau, right? So the righties. I mean, they're they're on if you play like the six thirty five slate. There's like a full day slate. I don't play those, but um, uh, I haven't looked at that game, so I'd be lying if I'd say anything. Yeah, I- I'm with you on that. Let- let's move on and talk about some of these cheaper pitchers again. Um, I don't know if there's anyone we haven't mentioned that you want to go over if you want to plug two guys in. Uh, you know, there's Corbin Martin, the young kid against the Cubs, and that Cubs lineup is not pretty right now. Uh, Pavetta's really, tr- really cheap. He's, he hasn't been so great, but he's like a name, right, uh, that people know of. Um, I don't know. Is there anyone down here that you're interested in? Because uh, looking on Yahoo, like anything below Marco Gonzalez, I don't really have much interest in. It's uh, Pavetta, or if you want to get uh, take a, a really – you know, big risk. It's Corbin Martin for the Astros that maybe he'll end up having a good game. I mean, he came out lights out in his first start. Then he's been, you know, banged up uh, pretty, pretty hard in the, his, uh, pre, you know, previous starts, but uh, you know, maybe if his stuff is on, he could start, you know, these, we do see that the Cubs can strike out with the best of them. So, I mean, that would, it's extremely high risk play, but 
Um, I could see him pitching well at home. So I guess that would be the other guy, but I just, I just love Trevor Richards at his price. I just can't see myself really getting away from it. Yep. I'm with you on him. Let's plug Trevor Richards now. And at this price, he's definitely a guy that I want to go to. And, uh, you know, Yahoo pitching is really important, uh, over here on this site. So I think we want to, uh, you know, pair him up with a second guy. Uh, I'm okay with Bundy. I like him, or we can kind of leave it blank and see where it lands us. If that's something you want to do and go on to other positions, what are you kind of thinking here? You want to do with SP two? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, just, I'm, we can just for, for lineup construction sake, you can throw the chalk in there at Rich Hill, even though I think it's a good spot to avoid him, to be honest with you. But, uh, but I mean, they're, everyone's so close in price. It doesn't really matter. Well, it's a tournament show. Let's put, let's put, uh, let's put but, uh, Bundy, Bundy, throw Bundy, throw Bundy or, or Boyd either way. Yeah. I want to throw Bundy in there for now. And again, like it, pitching and not 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 to say that it doesn't matter today but like if you've like done this huge digging on a guy and you have like this strong stance on someone that like no one's really talking about as much listen like like fire them away like this is definitely a good slate to like dig in on the plate iq and really kind of uh you know find some like interesting data on things that maybe other people can't find so oh, um, i'll break down how i got to faulty the other and i was literally the only person so like in the three can decals literally the only person that played him. I was, he was 1% in a hundred man tournament and it was me. Um, and I played him in cash and, but I'm crazy. So like I convinced, so I like, I went through the slate like everyone else did. And I started, you know, I wanted the cores bats and I needed, um, I wanted the high end. Uh, I can't even remember who it was right now off the top of my head, who I paired with them. Um, whoever it was, uh, it was probably like Scherzer or somebody high end. I can't remember the slate. Um, Anyways, I needed a, a cheaper guy, and everyone was going to the Blue Jays guy. Um, Thorn, what's it? Uh, Orton? Yeah, and he's, I think he's such a fraud. So I was trying, so like, never even considering Fulty. And then I like, just like, started, stopped to think about it for a minute. I'm like, am I totally like missing Fulty? So then I like, started digging into like, what went wrong, what's gone wrong. He's coming back from elbow injury. Um, his, velocity has been way down so i looked at that but it got back you know he he's a guy that usually throws like 97 and he he had been like hovering around 93 but he was back to like 96 in his last start pitched pretty well found out that basically he had um he got really tired towards the end of the start and he had to like come out early um and that sounded kind of like just like a fluke thing to me so then the so the key thing i took away was that his velocity was at 96 um they liked all the reports were that they liked where he was at throwing wise so i expect him to be back to normal for that start so that was one thing the other thing was his slider was really causing a lot of problems but there was literally no concern with the team and every single report about his slider and they all expected it to be there in no time so the matchup was a good one against the st louis heavy right-handed bats if if this was last year's faulty right so i was like make making a big bet that I was going to see faulty last year, faulty come back in this start. And like, those are the things like if you have the time and you can like think about something that can end up working out for you. Um, so by all means do that today. And if you guys have some plays to look into, like go, go crazy, dig deep on some of these guys. But for me right now, it's Trevor Richards too cheap. And uh, we can pair him with Bundy Boyd or uh, even Strasburg. 
Yep, with you on that. Let's head on over and go to the catcher position. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always down to like punt catcher when I can, where I can, because I want to spend up on better bats. Um, I do know, and let's see if he's in the Yahoo pool. I don't know. I know the, uh, you know, Matt's has been getting crushed and I don't know where Will Smith over here is going to be batting, but what, what a great name, right? To add to our DFS pool of players. Um, but we can roster Will Smith at, for $7 over here. And he's someone that I've been considering. Uh, I'm looking at some $7 catchers. What about you? What do you kind of want to do at the catcher position today? We're getting jiggy with it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it gets, it gets Steven Matz too. Like uh, the get guy hit hard. His Unfortunately, last he's not on the player pool in Yahoo. No, um, he, he is. He is. He's at the, uh, in, I don't see him. a price tag next to him. So I got $7 here. Oh, man. So they must've added him. Okay. Um, okay. So then he's in play. Um, personally, I've been, I've had, uh, I mean, I'm fine with that play. He's a, like a top prospect. Um, he's, showing a bunch of power this year in triple a so yeah i'm totally fine taking a cheap guy like him um i'm also totally fine playing travis darnold in this spot um for eight bucks um and other than that i've been kind of, i mean i've had the money in my lineup build so i've been kind of getting up and if i was going up all the way to the top it'd be real muto i think um playing uh certainly uh, Grandal uh, is fine or taking uh, one of the catchers in cores would be optimal too as well. So I'm not sure if it'll be Walters or Ionetta uh, who makes the lineup tonight. Um, I'm good with those guys. And then may maybe like Carson Kelly, maybe, uh, you know, a guy who's been uh, crushing left-handed pitching this season um, is Pedro Severino. So if you want to go on a, on a high leverage spot against Boyd, um, I could see that one. He's batting fifth. He's only 12 bucks. I think there's a chance for a home run there. But uh, that's I'm kind of good with all those guys. Yeah, I don't hate Yair Molina, too. I think he's fine uh, in this spot. But let, let's just leave it blank for now. Let's kind of figure out better positions and, and use our salary the right way. So uh, let's see. First base, we had a question in YouTube. Kurt, Kurt Suzuki Revenge. Is it Kurt Suzuki Revenge? Against the, against the Braves? Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it's against the lefty, right? Uh, he, he's a lefty. Is he, he's he, does he have a lefty master card? Is he part of that club? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, maybe we'll have to throw him in. I'm sure Cardi's projections are loving the lefty mashers today. But, uh, yeah, let, let's let's go back over to first base and uh, kind of check that out. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of route back the catcher later on. Uh, first base, one of the YouTube questions was, uh, who's your high-end first baseman and then who's your low-end guy, Chris? So uh, hit me with that, who, who you got at the top and the bottom. Well, um, I think the chalk is going to be Goldie. Um, just because Pavetta has been so bad and the, he's only 14 bucks um, and the weather in this game. Um, so I think that uh, he'll be extremely chalky. Um, Daniel Murphy is probably the guy I want most at $16 for $2, you know, more than him. If I had, I mean, I just want exposure to cores. I don't care that it's a little cold over there that it's been raining all day. I mean, it's, it's all about the altitude and course field is course field. Um, and, uh, it's got a great matchup against Kelly, um, who just looks, he doesn't look like he does anything really well. Like he doesn't limit, you know, their, their bats should absolutely come alive in the spot. I mean, both sides of this game should, should absolutely go off. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's the one debate. Like you talked about Murphy and Goldschmidt. That's one debate I'm going to go back and forth on all day. Do I play Murphy? Do I play Goldschmidt? I think they're both really good options. Uh, you know, if you don't have enough money to get up to Murphy and you, you can settle on Goldschmidt, that's perfectly fine. But uh, it's really tough, man. Like, I, I think, think both those are the top first basemen. I think the best value play is just on the other side of that game. If uh, Christian Walker makes the lineup for 10 bucks against uh, Senzatella, 
Um, you want a power bat against a ground ball pitcher like Sensatella, and he's a guy that could certainly, you know, home run, homer in this game. You want homers. So, like, that 10 bucks for a, a home, home run upside in cores, sign me up, you know? Yeah, he's definitely a perfectly solid option, too. Let's see. I don't know if that lineup came out yet. Lineups probably have been coming out, uh, you know, throughout the show. Let's see if we got that lineup yet. No, still no word on that lineup, but I'm sure it'll come through soon. Uh, let's uh, let's go with uh, Daniel Murphy as our plug-in. I think we, we talked about guys that we like in all different ranges, but I think Murphy's my guy, uh, too, and it sounds like you like him a lot, too. Yep. We'll plug Murphy in as our first baseman. Let's kind of head on over to the second base spot. And, man, second base, it's kind of ugly most days. Uh, I don't really know what to do here at second too much. Uh, I don't oh, know. This is the easiest play on the whole slate. Is Kike here? I don't know what the, who the eligibility yeah. has. Or is it uh, – what's his name? It's, it's Kiki leading off for 10 bucks. He should get the leadoff spot. Okay, I didn't know that he was uh, second base eligible here. I'm spelling his name wrong too, like a, like a moron. So let me let me spell this right. Yeah, there we go um ten dollars i agree with you there on that i was messing with the uh the young astros kid i'm blanking on his name i was messing yeah, with him see, you're, in, you're, in, you're in dk mode right now yeah that's why but you know i i did he's, mess a, dollar, he's a dollar more than than kiki yeah on yahoo you definitely have to go kiki over him i i did look when i was uh messing with a dk build i was like man i can find ways to get up to kiki because Dude, like Steven Matz, man, he's been getting hit pretty hard. Uh, I kind of want to take advantage of that. And this, I mean, this guy is a certified. This is a certifiable lefty masher. You can, you can. Uh, I'll sign my name on that document. Um, I don't care what Cardi says. This dude mashes left-handed pitching, and uh, he should be leading off. And they've been leaving him out there for righties, so we're not going to worry about pinch hit risk tonight with him. So, um, yeah. And plus, the Mets. I mean, Matz is was a great pitcher to attack and their the Mets bullpen is just such, you know, garbage at this point that uh I I mean the Dodgers are in a great spot tonight and he's so cheap. So this is to me this is the easiest play in the slate. Yeah, I like him a lot. And if we were electing a board uh, of like lefty mashers, like the you know, putting up the president, you know, the vice president, uh is Kiki the president or he's definitely on the board, right? Yeah, we've got Kiki, honorable mention, we've got James McCann. Um I don't know. There's plenty of plenty of them out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's definitely the guy I want to go to. Let, let's say you don't want to play him. Let's say you want to spend up, Chris. So, uh, who are you spending on at second base? Because uh, it's kind of ugly at the top. I think if you don't play him, um, you're going to look to cores, right? So you're going to have to see whether Brendan Rogers makes the lineup or um, if they go back to what's his name, the uh, uh, Ryan McMahon. Um, maybe uh, I don't even know if he's still up with the ball club. I think he is, but you know, maybe he makes the lineup. Um, so you look to cores, um, trying to see if there's any on the diamondbacks even have second base eligibility. They do not. So I would look to cores second. Other than that, um, you got any, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, am not, I'm not crazy about Kendrick or Dozier. Um, Although, you know, two, two in the lefty masher ballpark club, you know, I, I don't know if we can, we can induct Dozier in there. He used to be, he used to be, he, he had a year where he was president, but he just fell off. Yeah. It was in, in August, right. Specifically in August, it was like, he was crushing the ball for like two years in a row and it was hot out, but yeah, he's kind of really falling off, man. Um, uh, yeah, that's, um, so that, you know, if, if you really want to spend money, you got money to spend for for GBPs, if this Red Sox game looks good from a weather standpoint, Chavez um, is a guy with extreme power um, against uh, a pitcher that I don't really know anything about, but um, sounds pretty good to me. Um, 
then yeah, there's there's not all. I mean, I think it's just so easy. It's Kiki. Yep, I'm with you on that. Let, let's head on over uh, and, and do a YouTube qu- chat question right now. And uh, Devin says, yeah, you know, from the YouTube guys, uh, Richard or Samarja, who has more K upside? Um, so let's let's take a look at lineup or, or, or uh, potential lineups. I mean, I'll say that uh, Richard has more from a advanced stat peripherals. Um, Richard has more upside, right? He comes in, Richards comes in with a 12.8% swinging strike rate. Uh, Sharks at 9.3. They've been somewhat comparable from a K percentage on the season. Um, uh, Richards has them there 21.2% versus 19%. Um, so then, you know, we, we can drill down by matchup. Um, but and when it comes down to like one pitch that like really works wonders, it's the changeup of, uh, Richards, and I think that could be a huge thing for him in this matchup. So I'll, I'll say Richards has that by a lot. All right, and uh, just so you guys know, uh, there's a neutral umpire there now for that game. Uh, I was I was kind of curious what that uh, umpire would be drawn there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, neutral umpire there. So, so the, there from a matchup standpoint, um, the, the Marlins do K more, at least the projected lineup. Uh, is it a, an official lineup at this point? Uh, I think so. Let me, uh, let me see. Yep. Yeah. We got lineups. Uh, we... It's a pretty K happy lineup here. Um, so there I'm showing 24% um, K percentage versus 20% for San Francisco, but I, I, I would still wager money that uh, Richards ends up with more K's. Alrighty. Let's head on over to the third base position and break that down. And at the top, Listen, we haven't spent a ton of money, but uh, can we get Mr. Nolan Arenado here? Is he worth it? Uh, I think he's an interesting option. Matt Carpenter, he might not be batting leadoff. He's $19, but I think he's an intriguing option too. Uh, what do you think here, Chris? Are we spending on Mr. Nolan Arenado? If you got the funds, yeah, you're doing it. Um, the dude is just been so good this season, right? Yeah, and, and in our build, Chris, uh, it'll give us $13 per position uh, if we do that. But yeah, he's definitely someone I want to consider getting in there. But it's easier to to just plug Trevor Story in. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Because we do have better op, you know, competing options for cheaper um, that we can get away with for some. I mean, twenty seven dollars is a lot for any player on uh, on Yahoo. So um, I paid it the other night um, at a premium, and uh, it worked out pretty well. But I have no problem, you know, getting down to like a Bregman Carpenter. Actually, I think the play is uh to play kyle seager for nine bucks if you if you're if you're not getting all the way up there yeah seager nine dollars definitely an interesting value that we can consider and i plugged in let, let's just see so i plugged in arenado and story and i agree with you i'm like big on story today uh, i think he's fine that'd give us eleven dollars per position which maybe we can finagle when we get to the outfield we'll have to look and see but uh yeah i think seager is a great value uh I guess we'll keep discussing third base. Are there any other guys in this range that have you uh, intrigued or do you want to just plug in Seager? I mean, Matt Chapman. I mean, so we're looking for home runs here, home run upside. So if like someone could end up with a better performance than uh, Arenado, who would you bet on? Anthony Rendon against a a lefty. It's not the best matchup, but this dude's an awesome hitter. Um, He is a certifiable lefty masher. He also matches right-handed pitching as well too. So I don't think he discriminates there, but um, he is phenomenal, so you can go with him. But Bregman would probably be the guy that I would feel best, you know, for $6 cheaper. Um, and Carpenter, yeah, we could do it. Um, you know, he's hitting in the five spot now, but it's still a matchup with Pavetta. Um, he gets the platoon advantage. 
um, or uh, Matt Chapman. You know, if it, Escobar would be like the GPP play. Like if you're, if you want, like no one's going to play him because at that point they're just going to play Arenado for a dollar more. So he's going to get like absolutely zero ownership tonight. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to go at third. Uh, let's leave it open for now. We'll uh, plug it back in. And let, let's head over to shortstop and talk about that position for the people. And at the top, I'm with you. I already plugged Trevor Story in. I think he's the guy that we want. You know, nice little discount off Arenado, too, at $24. And uh, helps fill a little bit of a tougher position. So I'm with you on Arenado. I think he is the guy that I want at the top. There's some other good options, though, that you can't sleep on, right? Uh, Paul DeJong, he's, he's a perfectly fine option that you can consider here. Uh, there's some cheaper guys that you can go to in the mid-tier, like I think Semyon, he normally bats first. He's a pretty fine option. Uh, but who else are you liking at shortstop today? No one. Um, like this, That's the one bat I feel like extremely confident with is Trevor Story, um, and I can make it work. Um, other than that, it's Trey Turner's cheap. Um, DeYoung, like you said, uh, I just don't feel good with anybody else. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to spend up at shortstop on Trevor Story. I love his spot. You look at his plate IQ rating. He's one of like the top guys on the slate. Uh, give me some Trevor uh, Story. Javier Baez is uh, interesting for GPPs. Yeah, he. I, I hate that. That Cubs lineup, man. It, it, has it came out yet? Yeah, I'm wondering how ugly it's going to look. Uh, let's see. It is out. Let's uh, Schwarber, Baez, Rizzo, Contreras, Almora, hey, we're Russell, Descalso, uh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But, uh, yeah, it's not the prettiest lineup right now. But Baez is a one-off could make some sense if you're you know, going home run hunting. Uh, let's head on over and move to the outfield because that could help maybe dictate the rest of our build. Uh, you know, lots of outfielders to like here, Chris. Are there any, like, just automatic plug-and-play value guys that we need to go to? Or what are you thinking here? Uh, Bryce Harper's popping. Looks cheap. Yeah, sure, he struggled. But, like – all we care about is the home run situation and um, against Wainwright, uh, this looks like a pretty good spot for him um, to uh, get a hold of one. So I think he's there. I think David Dahl um, priced just a couple of bucks below, I think at 16. Um, always, obviously always play trout. Um, Ozuna is popping. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I like Ozuna. His price might be a little high, but another guy, too, on that same Cardinal scene that's interesting is Dexter Fowler. He's only, he's $17, though, but on other sites, he's a lot cheaper. Trout, though, man, you mentioned him, like, always play Trout. The dude's $20 over here. It's like you could play, you know, Avisel Garcia, Tommy Pham, Kyle Schwarber at $20, or you could just play Mike Trout. Like, it's crazy to think that we're at this point. Yeah, you play Mike Trout. Yeah, for sure, even though Montez is, is definitely a tougher play. I do like Ozuna at the $18 range. I think he's a solid option. Uh, I agree with you on Harper, though. He's another good guy that I would consider. Uh, Dahl, though, he might be a guy we just want to plug in the, the Coors guy and call it a day at 16 bucks. David Baby Dahl. Yep, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of him here, someone that I want to look to go to. Uh, is there anyone in, like, the cheap, like, uh, you know, maybe, like, single-digit range, like $9, $10? That's, like, an easy play. Uh, that Acuna. Acuna for 15 bucks, even though it's against Strasburg. I mean, he's given up home runs. So uh, you certainly could get a hold of one for 15 bucks and uh, be a good leverage spot and a player that people are probably going to avoid. Um, but just from a pricing standpoint for him, I think that's too cheap. Um, other than that, like extreme values, um, that'll come in with all the lineups rolling in. The guy who's popping in projection models at this point is Jay Bruce. 
for uh, nine bucks if he makes the lineup against Samson. Um, Keon Broxton, um, kind of you know playing for an everyday role here with the Orioles. Um, always you know high strikeout guy, but always has a home run upside. Um, you know Boyd's had some issues in the last couple of starts, so he's certainly a guy that could could uh, get a hold of one for you. I'm trying to see other than that. I mean, other than that, you can the the Marlins have been pretty. Uh, popular plays as of late because of all of the high-end bats that we've needed to pay for so people have been like you know plugging in Garrett Cooper for eight bucks and eight bucks against uh Samarja um that's fine I don't I don't see any problem with it um I don't know um if Blake Swihart I mean he's awful but if he makes the lineup I think Senzatella is awful so um anybody in that game um is uh should be in play and if he gets like a top six lineup spot for 10 bucks i could see that working out yeah one guy i'll mention uh tapia right you didn't mention him yet but like 17 bucks he's definitely a really interesting guy you have to look at someone that's like popping in some projections he's at 11 dollars, gets the lefty lefty spot but lester how long will he be in there josh reddick if he gets like a really good lineup spot uh we don't know where he's gonna bat though so kind of uh, take a look at that. Uh, if you if you are playing with that Yankees game too, uh, Aaron Hicks at thirteen bucks against Lauer sounds like a good idea. So uh, if you are playing somewhere with the Yankees game, I think that could make some sense as well. Um, you know, we have fourteen bucks here. I think we just plug in some of these guys in like the teens, uh, basically from like Mike Trout to about like the um, you know somewhere in like the teen range. I don't know if you want to go like Dahl, Tapia, and Harper. That's an idea I was thinking of. Um, Ozuna's interesting. What do you kind of want to do here for, to fill out our outfield? I would definitely like Dahl first ahead of Tapia. Um, so he would be the guy I would plug in first. Um, and then, so he's in there. Then, um, well, it all really d- depends how we shake things out. So what are we doing at third? Yeah, I don't hate that Seeger call, man. I mean, he is so cheap. It would give us some money to spend. Let me just see what it does. So Seeger for 9 bucks, he gives us $15 of work. Because, again, we still have that catcher spot that we could punt too. Uh, let's see if we plug in Arenado and plug in, uh, you know, a punt catcher, right? Let's just see what it does to kind of round things out for us. At this, let's see. Uh, it's probably not going to be the greatest spot then. Um, if you do that, though, it gives you – 11... for... Yeah, you can go to Arnaud too, but it only gives you like 11 bucks, and I don't love where it lands us. So it seems like maybe we want to go um... – It's doable, though. You could, put, you could plug in like uh, you hope that uh, Swihart makes the lineup. You put him in, and then there's like Jay Bruce. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see, Jay Bruce. He is nine bucks. Yeah, so that that that's a solid way you can go. That's one option. Uh, let's show the Seager route though. Let's let's do that for the people. Let's go to Seager as a cheap option. Uh, gives us some more salary to work with. Catcher, who you want to plug in uh, there? I mean, forget catcher, but put outfielder. Put Bryce. Yep, love Bryce here. And then we wrote 14 bucks for catcher and outfield. So like we could go up to a guy like Trout. If we go Trout, so we're at nine bucks. That's fine. You could put like Darno. Yep. That, 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 that looks pretty good there. Uh, we got some YouTube chat questions. And if you guys want to uh, keep firing in the YouTube chat questions, we'll kind of uh, start getting to that. And he's asking, uh, and you kind of already talked about this a little bit, but is Escobar going to have a good day today? I mean, probably. Right. Yeah, that, that, that whole Arizona team, man, they're so priced up, but they're, uh, they've are they been crushing the ball. Now they get the- I mean, both sides of this game should go off. Yep, I agree with you I'm on that. I'm not worried about the weather, the temperature, whatever. I hope people avoid it because of that, and uh, that's where I'm going to be. 
Yeah, and someone's talking in chat to say this Astros lineup is awful. Uh, I want to see what it is. I'm, I'm going to refresh a page. And yeah, see. Oh, so there's there's a cheap bat Fisher uh, leadoff for seven bucks. Oh gosh, yeah, Fisher. He he's got some steal upside too, right? Against Lester, that 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 always helps. He goes he's pregnant, got, and he's got pop too. And uh, pull up his... uh, Lester's numbers against lefties. Here we go. We got. Uh, here we go. Fisher seven bucks. Jeez, we definitely have to consider that. Hold on. Are you pulling up the numbers on it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and uh, um, so far, just in this this season against lefties, so it's been horrendous. Eleven point five percent value hit percentage, um, under a twenty percent K percentage at nineteen point two percent. It's given up close to thirty seven percent hard contact. Um, not the highest ISO, but certainly nothing that we have to avoid. Um, if we pull, if we do uh, two thousand eighteen through. Um, they're probably going to look a little bit better. Um, but uh, actually, he's, he's, he's been attackable against lefties, period. Uh, 200 ISO since uh, 2018 against. So there's a lot of red in there on plate IQ. Go in and look for yourself. High value hit percentage. Um, Derek Fisher is not the greatest hitter per se, but, you know, he was a pretty good prospect. Um, does have some pop, does have some speed, and uh, he's 7 bucks. Yep. He, he also coaches women's basketball for the Las Vegas uh, Aces in his free time, too. So, uh, yeah, good old Derek Fisher. I like him at 7 bucks, and I kind of filled out the roster for you, Chris. I put your buddy Darno in there at the 8 bucks as the chief guy. I put Arenado in at third base, and then I put Fisher for 7 bucks. And you know what we land on? We land on a $14 Gerard Dyson, who's really expensive on other sites. What do you think about him at 14 bucks and filling out the roster this way? Man, yeah, and that, this is a guy that I just, like, refuse to play and I lose every slate with him on there because he's always leading off. He pops in projections and then he ends up like two triples, two stolen bases and I lose. And if you're talking triples and doubles, uh, man, Coors is the spot for it. So uh, I think at 14 bucks, he's definitely someone we don't want to sleep on. And again, you can punt like all the way down to a $7 catcher and then it puts you at 15 bucks for a guy like uh, Akuna who you really like. So uh, yeah, lots of different ways to go here uh, on Yahoo. How about this? Uh, and again, waiting for uh, you guys to fire in the QQs. Keep firing them in there, uh, and we'll answer a couple of and them. And, like, there's ways to play with this, right? Like, we could take Daniel Murphy down to Goldie. Yep. Um, and uh, that gives us a couple extra. So that gives us, like, Bryce Harper, right? Uh, 16 bucks. Or no, so we would, have to, we would have to – no, it doesn't. So – Well, you can go uh, to Will Smith, right? So then we can get so Tapia, right? Yeah, you can, you can do a full Tapia there. Yeah, and that, we're kind of tapped out. And you out. can probably find a, a, a another um, – we can go Christian. You can go Christian Walker, right? You talked about oh, yeah. him. Walker for ten bucks, and now we're at twenty-one bucks. We can go Trout. Like, there's a lot of ways to wiggle yeah, this around. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of options here. Yeah, let's get to the QQs now, and then uh, if we if, fire- if you okay, here's another thing. If you make a lineup on Yahoo that you think looks gross, you are not going to win. You have no chance. So just redo your lineup because <laughs> you should always be able to like feel. Like wow, this is a really strong lineup. It's just it's just the way their pricing is. It just you can always do it. You should always be able to get two pitchers that have um, decent upside and every bat you want like home run upside, unless there's like extreme value. Yeah, and like one way to maybe like make your lineup different, right, and not feel gross is like just take Arenado and plug it in with you know like Escobar, right? That's a simple way to do it. Like where your lineup's not gross, it's gonna save you a buck. Yeah, it's it, yeah. You're only saving a dollar again. I, I'm Bregman. I play, Bregman would be. Did he make the line? He better have. Yeah, Bregman yeah. would be like the guy. 
yeah, that, that's just there, there's ways to make your lineup different, right? Uh, and you know, totally fine. But let, let, let's go to QQs now and uh, you know, start firing them away, guys. And Devin's collecting the YouTube one, so throw them in the YouTube chat, throw them in the Rotor Grinders chat, and we will answer them for you. QQ, FanDuel GBP thoughts on the Mariners being my favorite stack of the day. Um, tough ballpark, high implied run total. Um, team that hasn't been hitting the ball, you know, that started off extremely hot, has cooled off a little bit. Um, but uh, they're facing a terrible opener and a terrible uh, bulk inning guy in Samson. So, yeah, it's not a bad spot at all. I prefer cores. And no doubt would I be looking to load up cores over than, than these uh, Mariners. But um, it's not – I mean, how can you say a 5.6 implied run team total against this this kind of a pitching staff is a bad play? You can't. Yep. I'm with you there. Next question. Uh, thoughts on two hotties, Steven, Pisc- Steven Piscotti. Uh, what do you think about him today? Uh, he's the he's the freaking man. So uh, Go Sixers was in chat. I hope he's still watching because – I was right behind him. I was like 10 points behind. Like I needed a Piscotty dong to pass him um, to, for a big score on Friday night. And uh, I think it was the eighth inning he came up. Uh, I think it was, he was, he was, it was either the seventh or eighth, but it was the eighth inning and uh, against a terrible bullpen, terrible pitcher who just hung, hung meat right first pitch. And he just belted it out. So I will forever be grateful and always go with Piscotty from here on out. So Piscotty, I, I do like him. Yep, I agree with you on that. Uh, here's a good YouTube chat question. Uh, Arizona versus Colorado, five-man stack. Which would you choose? Uh, instead of just saying it that way, Chris, uh, how would you do it compared to, like, large field tournaments, cash games? I guess, like, break that down, how you're kind of playing those teams. Sorry, say that again? Break down cash game turns for who? Uh, for, the like, how are you doing the Colorado and Arizona stack? Basically, they're deciding, should I stack Colorado or should I stack Arizona? So, like, I'm saying, like, how would you do it in single entry? How would you do it in large field tournaments? Like, break that all down for us. I just – so, on Yahoo, I tend to play, like, one main lineup, and that's only because I'm lazy. So, like, if – and I didn't even get in. For, like, for like their bigger large field tournaments, if you want – like, you should be making 10 different lineups. I usually end up just having a train because I'm, I'm lazy. Um, but – you know, I'm, so when I build my one lineup that I basically put in cash and GBP, I try to make like an optimal build, but include a little bit extra upside. I'm basically, it's pretty simple. I'm looking for home run at every position, whether it's a value bat or not. And two pitchers I feel strongly about like that, that I feel good enough that can get the job done for me. And like, I know it's, it's rocket science, right? Like you want home runs and strikeouts, right? Like it's, it, but that it's that easy. So, um, I feel best about the the Colorado side. I mean, I just always want Story, Arenado. I think Dahl is monster upside. But I have no problem playing Christian Walker over like a Daniel Murphy if that helps your lineup overall lineup feel because I think um, home run equity is probably pretty similar for each guy in this spot. So I'm basically I don't care about stack. I'll let the stack come organically, but I want home runs. Like so, the, I'm always gonna like favor Dahl over Tapia in this um i don't mind playing them both but like doll is going to be for my preferred because i think there's a he's got better home run upside yeah with you on that uh definitely agree and i, I like the, I, i'm organically kind of falling on the colorado side i kind of agree with you on that uh Marte or escobar uh which one would you play straight up um 
well, they're different positions, but if I had, if I had to choose one, um, I mean, I would prefer a left-handed pitcher in there for Marte, but he's right. Isn't he, doesn't he mash lefties? Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Um, I'm trying to remember, but man, Mar- Marte's just been mashing all season. I mean, he's been, yeah, it, it's just been amazing what they do, but yeah, but I always prefer him against left-handed pitching, but it's hard to argue with what he's doing, but um, I mean, the numbers point towards Escobar to be a better play in this spot against this pitching matchup, but you never know who comes in behind him in the bullpen. They're both high upside guys. Uh, QQ, Shark or Richards, FDGPP? Fandle? Yes. That's for you. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's really tough. Uh, I think Shark, I feel like the... I don't know. I'd probably go with Richards. I, I just can't give like the shark endorsement. Uh, I'll go with Richards as my guy. Uh, it's it's tough to endorse shark. I think he's more of like a, a small field GPP kind of play. And like, I, I'm definitely getting on Richards on like my, I'm kind of like you one lineup kind of guy. And uh, I think that's where I'm going. Uh, I like Richards as an interesting option. Um, let's see. We got a uh, QQ Houston stack on Yahoo. What do you think about it, Chris? It's a little watered down. Um, I mean, it's disgusting after like Tyler White, who's been horrendous himself this season. Gurriel's isn't a huge high upside guy, man. It's like, everyone's going to avoid this because they're going to see, they're going to have the same reaction to this lineup, right? Like you look at this and this is, looks gross. Like this, I might end up throwing Lester tonight <laughs> after I, after I get done with this show. Um, I'm going to dig into a couple of things here, but uh, so I guess for, you know, large field GPPs that could work out for you. Cause I think it's going to get extremely low ownership because I just think everyone's going to have that same reaction. Yeah. I mean, where are you going to spend them? I mean, I guess if you can coordinate it like a Rockies and, and Houston, you could like, who are you going to do it with? So like, you, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to play Mayfield Kemp. You know, Mayfield's most viable on like Stubbs, DK where he's like 2K. Stub rock in the nine hole. Garrett yeah. Stubbs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's a it's a nasty lineup there today. Uh, let's go over to where's the QQ? I mean, uh, I don't know who's who, who's pitching for the Twins. Uh, it's this uh, it's this young kid uh, from Jersey, actually. Uh, you know, oh, then he's come, terrible. Yeah, going from the minors. Um, I, he had some good minor league stuff. I saw. Is he but, like, he's not like an opener scenario. He's like going to get like a bulk of innings supposedly. Yeah, he's supposed to. Smeltzer is his name. Yeah, he's at least he's supposed to. Uh, I mean, he's pitching in the minors, and I don't think he had like a leash on him or anything like that. I could do a quick search on him if you want, see what it's all about. I mean, that's someone I'll dig into after the show, but like that's a tough first assignment against the Brewers. So we saw what happened with uh, our, our our little uh, the little the little child who uh, they called up out of Little League yesterday for Pittsburgh, who actually ended up pitching decently well after the first inning where he yeah let them bat around and gave up a grand slam to uh, Iglesias. But uh, um, he actually ended up pitching well from there on, but like, it's that, this is a tough, this is a tough ask, right. To, to have to like face Kane, Yelich, Braun, Grandal, Moustakas, Aguilar, even like this is, this, this could, this could uh, get out of hand in a hurry. Yeah, he uh, he's a lefty, and like I, I just did like a quick search on him on Twitter, and like uh, apparently he beat cancer too, and he says like he like tries to like you know be a motivation for kids to beat cancer. All right, now I have to play the guy. Yeah, right. Seems like a good dude. Um, I got a root for him at least, so forget that. I can't play Brewers now. 
Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he survived cancer at the age of nine. Um, and he apparently he's got a special bond with Chase Elliott. I'm finding all this stuff on him. So uh, can't find like a pitch count, but it says he's the starter, right? So uh, and it's a little earlier than it sounds like they were going to call him up, but they kind of had to. We'll, we'll see how that works out for him. Uh, you got any cash locks for 50-50s? Uh, man, uh, it, it sounds like our, our cash locks on Yahoo 50-50s would probably be Kike Hernandez and Story. Yeah, he's absolutely the cash lock. Um yeah, and story, story, I would say, too, as well. Yeah, what, what do you think about Rich Hill as, like, the FanDuel cash pitcher? Over there, he's like, I know you don't play as much FanDuel. I don't know if you saw, and I, I can't remember what the exact, uh, where the exact spot he's listed compared to pitchers, but um, he's really, really cheap. I'm going to pull it up now, like, compared to all the other pitchers on the slate. It's just shocking uh, to hear. When, once you hear it, you'll be like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, let's see. I'm pulling up FanDuel now. We got... Strasburg, Boyd, Tanaka, Giolito, Montes, Freed, and then Hill is 8.8K over there. Um, he's definitely very chalky and definitely a very good option to consider, and probably a lot of people are going to play him in cash. Do you agree? Yeah, then you can swallow chalk, I guess, but um, it just sounds if, – if Rich Hill is going to be like the chalk tonight, it just sounds like a good, good time to uh, – to make some pivots i'm with you i kind of like the idea of like dylan bundy 7200 over on fandle like he's cheaper than marco gonzalez and steven matz right like that's something i think that's really intriguing i mean he has to be really efficient with the the typical uh dave roberts leash that he has plus there's like we haven't seen the rich hill blister game happen yet like like you know that's coming yeah, and like salaries matter, right? Like, uh, like some people might some uh, might like Samarja more because he's six point six k on Fanduel, and like another guy, Nick Pavetta, he's cheap on Yahoo too, and he's cheap on Fanduel at six five. So like, uh, salary matters when you're kind of talking about like these, uh, you know, these positions. Uh, what do you think about a Milwaukee stack, Chris? Uh, sounds like we can't like it because of Smelter and is uh, you know, fighting cancer at age nine, right? If you play the the, the Brewers, then you are pro cancer, and that's not a position to be, right? So you can't do it. Yeah, first start. We don't we don't want to be on that. But we got to get on out of here, guys. We only got a minute left. Uh, almost lost track of time. Don't forget, Devin probably thought I was going to forget. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. I almost forgot it, but we got in at the end, guys. Like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're in the Rotor Grinders chat right now, jump on over. Go hit like and subscribe and hit it now so we get the credit for it, not Dean. We don't want Dean to get credit for it because he's up next for the 5 o'clock show with Stevie TPFL. And then don't forget, right after at 6.15, we got Kevin Roth. We got Derek Hardy. We got JSU Rab. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe, but we got to get on out of here, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. For me, Travis Mangone, and Kirk Dees, we are gone. hitters in this six-pack today are going to be under $20 on Yahoo. It gives us a chance to get a big picture. So if you want to find out who it is, come right on back. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the six-pack here. Usually you're seeing Beer Maker doing this, but every once in a while he hands off the duties to somebody else. Uh, he does other things in real life. And to, this week, that's going to be me. I got a few of these this week. I'm going to punch out for you guys. So we're going to crank it up here on Tuesday with a huge slate. 
So I uh, hope I do beer, beer proud here, man. But uh, we're going to get into it now. We're going to give you five hitters, one pitcher, a beast of the night at the end. So without further ado, let's get on into it. My first hitter tonight is $14 on Yahoo, and it's a stud for $14. It's Paul Goldschmidt. Here are the things I like about Goldschmidt here in this matchup against Philadelphia. This year, he has struggled, yet he still has a 48.2% hard hit rate versus right-handed pitching. He struggled last year in Arizona to start the year, and he definitely rebounded quickly. In fact, he finished the season with a 230 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So these slow starts are fine. He's eventually going to find his ground. He hasn't sunk you too much so far, and I think he's going to get even better. Tonight, a 4.8 implied run total for St. Louis is a big number. Anytime you start creeping up around that five mark, that's a big offensive number. So like St. Louis hitters here, Definitely like Goldschmidt. Love this price. This is a bona fide stud for only $14 on Yahoo. Next up, let's go to the outfield. We'll, we'll, we'll zig and zag here. We're going to go to the outfield now. David Dahl, Colorado. Boom. Got to have a little piece of Colorado, so let's get David Dahl in the lineup. Why? Number one, because he's only $16. It's a very affordable piece of this slate-high 6.4 team total for Colorado. All right, biggest on the board. Now, I talked about a five-run team total. If you get up into the six-and-a-half mark, that's just flat-out studly. You've got to have some pieces of his offense. It's a very affordable guy. We're getting it right here. The opposing Arizona pitcher, starting pitcher, Merrill Kelly. Fresh guy, fresh off the boat here. Arizona, he only has a 16.2% strikeout rate versus left-handed hitters. So he's not striking guys out. That should help us because Dahl sometimes has a tendency to strike out more, but maybe that suppresses that a little bit. Dahl with a phenomenal 27.8% line drive rate over the last couple of seasons against uh, this handed pitching. So uh, I think that it's going to play out well in Colorado here for, for these Rockies hitters, and I'm getting David Dahl in my line, but only $16. Next up, let's find a guy who's not even double digits in salary. I got one for you, and the guy can be a stud too. It's Kyle Seager for Seattle. $9 plays third base for us. $9 we get a studly guy in here. Price is so low because he just came back from injury. He's only been in the lineup for about three games now. So we're getting a great price tag here at home against Texas. Some of the finer points of Seager are the fact that uh, this last season, he had a 41.1% of his contact last year went for 95 miles per hour or more. 95 miles per hour being the magical number in baseball. Once you hit that mark or exceed it, balls start finding gaps and they find holes. So you're, everything's gonna be elevated here. All your good numbers are elevated. So 41.1% of his contact, 95 miles per hour. That's great stuff. Also, he gets a showdown tonight with this Rangers bullpen, who's not good. It's bottom five in Major League Baseball in most categories, including a 4.92 XFIP just not a good bullpen so if you get into that bullpen which I think you can tonight you have a great chance of uh, racking up big numbers against those guys last but not least home road yes it's not a good ballpark for hitting but last season Kyle Seeger had a higher weighted runs created plus at home than he did on the road uh, I, I throw that in there because sometimes we get scared off of these matchups in in, the, in a ballpark like Seattle when actually a guy like Seeger can still prosper still do well in fact, last night he played Texas in this ballpark, had a double-digit Yahoo performance for a very cheap price. You take another one of those tonight, hands down, 
All right, let's get on. Another outfielder here. And in fact, it's another outfielder from Colorado. But it's not the Rockies. This time I want to switch it up and go Arizona here. I'm going Jared Dyson for only $14 against Colorado in the mile high. The reasons being that speed kills in Coors Field. We've seen it time and time again. You can attack this park with speed. Everybody wants to load up on power, but it's the fast guys who make a big difference. The balls find the gaps. Singles turn into doubles, doubles turn into triples, so on and so forth. In fact, Dyson, uh, this year, has 12 steals already. He's a speed guy. When he gets on base, he runs, and he's going to punch it out to the outfield for a lot of singles. Those singles could become doubles. In fact, he has an 11.3% walk rate already this year. And so uh, he gets on base quite a bit, and I think he'll run in this ballpark. And, you know, we can get some extra bases out of them also. I like, I just love the price tag on Dyson. We're going to run back some of these Colorado guys with Arizona guys. And Dyson, I think, is one that deserves to be there. We got to have a pitcher here. I got all these low price guys. I got to spend up on pitching $47. Give me Rich Hill against the putrid New York Mets offense. Um, the New York Mets have a slate low 3.3 implied run total tonight. Um, phenomenal stuff for Rich Hill there. 27.3% strikeout rate for Hill over the last two seasons. Big numbers there. The projected lineup, individual hitters from the New York Mets today, features six guys that we would consider high strikeout hitters. Rich Hill could have a very, very dominant performance. Has lots of upside in this matchup, and we've got the money to spend because, you know, hey, we've, we've gone cheap on batters, and we're going to continue to do so. So, right now, guys, I'm going to get you to the beast of the night. And yes, he's a stud, and yes, he's also under $20, so it's big-time stuff here. But before I do that, I do want to point out to you guys, go to the YouTube channel here, subscribe to all these great videos from Roto Grinders. Hit the like button on this video. Hit the like button on all those videos. Pump up the likes. Pump up the subscribes, guys. It's We, we much appreciate it. Also, in the comments section, leave your beast of the night. I want to know who you guys are favoring. The price tags, how good are they? Can you beat my beast at his price tag? All fun stuff. Get in there. Do all that. And now we're going to get to the main event here. You're all here for the Beast of the Night. The guy I think I'm going to get a home run, home run from tonight. So I'm giving it to you. I'm going J.D. Martinez. Whew, playing the outfield here for Boston against Cleveland at home tonight. $19 for a stud J.D. Martinez. Guess what he's facing here tonight? He's facing a, a fresh-faced youngster, man. Fresh out of the AAA. A pitcher making his major league debut in Boston. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be fun times for the Boston Bats tonight, I believe. So, uh, Martinez. Some things that stand out to him are nine only nine point five percent of his contact rate this season has been of the soft contact variety. That's that's big time. That means every time he puts the ball in play, there's nothing soft about any of those hits. Uh, Already between last year and a very short early season, he has 54 home runs with the Red Sox. He had 43 last year, already has 11 home runs this year. Oh, man, we're looking for home runs from our beast of the night, and this guy has a great opportunity to do that. He's been a monster since signing with the Red Sox, only $19. Get some young, fresh meat tonight on the mound. I got a feeling he's going to do very well. I would be surprised. If I couldn't get a home run out of this beast tonight. So let's go, J.D., former Astro, giving me some good karma tonight with the beast. Guys, it's going to wrap us up. we got five good hitters, all low price, good pitcher, I think. I think this is a big night for us. 
Let's do some damage. I'm going to be back tomorrow with another uh, edition of the six pack. So until then, oh, I don't want to say beers uh, one liner because that's his stuff, but I'm going to go with my own guys. Good luck in those GPPs tonight. I'm out of here. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Ship show. I'm Dean. That's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it's 502 on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time. Of course, I've been just time for the blogging chip show sponsored by Fantasy, Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, it's one Stevie TPFL. Stevie, how's, uh, how's Tuesday treating you? Uh, Tuesdays are busy uh, in this household. So my daughter has three classes of dance. I have a lot of content that is done on Tuesdays. So uh, not much sleep and uh, ready to jump into the slate. Are you firing up the, the Rockstar or the Monster or the Red Bull? You have one of these kind of so you can power through as far as the show? Nah, uh, just water and um, body armor. Oh. Normal. 
I've never tried the body armor. Do you recommend? Actually, I, I, are you sponsored by them? I don't know. I feel like you, you talk about them on, on the reg, but is that because you enjoyed it? or? I enjoy their drink. <laughs> there you go. Well, what's the flavor of choice that we should seek out as far as body armor? I'm drinking pineapple coconut today. Um, my favorite is probably blackout berry. Pineapple coconut. That's a lot going on there. All right. We'll give it a, we'll give it a shot. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and check out my uh, local uh, grocery store and we'll hit it up. Uh, Steve, we have a big slate going down today. It's a 13-gamer uh, on Fantasy Draft. Uh, early slate, Fandle's grabbing the first couple early games. There's some wonkiness as far as this Kansas City uh, White Sox game that, like, just if you're playing Fandle, if the game starts at 8-10, I guess it counts. If it starts after 8-10, it doesn't count. Just be aware of this. Be, uh, be on top of alerts and be on top of when that first game is finishing. I believe there's they're continuing a, a suspended game from the fifth inning yesterday. And, uh, you know, hopefully that game goes quickly. Otherwise, it's going to be an absolute disaster over there on Fandle. And to my understanding, I know DK dropped it. Uh, it's still on the fantasy draft slate as far as I can tell. Uh, and I would have, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their plan is, but I guess the hope is the, that game, uh, the first game gets finished early. Is that the hope here? Yes. No, you want the, you no, know, you want the early game to run long. If well, it run, you want it to start after eight ten. So you want the game to run long if you want to play the game. Well, wait a like, second. You're saying that the, the first game runs long, um, and the second game was. After the scheduled time, they wouldn't throw it off the slate, or they're just going to use it. I don't know. Is they use thing? it in that aspect. It's it's um, you know, it's right. I, I think I'm reading this right. Like, if it starts earlier than eight ten, it is not counted, right? And if it starts after eight ten, it's counted. So if the game starts at eight thirty because the first game ran long, then right, then it's good. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense, I suppose. And I guess generally speaking, as far as doubleheaders, they usually wait about like half an hour or so. It's, it's essentially a, what a doubleheader is, more or less. But, uh, yeah, I see Jamino's in the chat. So I, I thought he was going to help us with the answer, but he's actually prognosticating about something completely different. That's a whole other conversation. That's not helpful at all, Jamino. Get back to ownership projections. Yeah, you, you, I think you have it backwards, Dean. Uh, if it starts early, it's no good. If it starts late, it's fine. So if the first game runs long, then we're good. I guess that makes sense because of like, you know, the first game we see like Nicky Lopez and Whit Merrifield lead off the game with a couple homers uh, a half hour before the game locks, they're going to be hundred percent owned. So yeah, I guess it sounds like you have that correctly. And, you know, unfortunately, depending on where you're playing, we might have to throw out some of those pitchers. It's a, it's a 13 game slate, Stevie, and the pitching is kind of um, what's gross. What, what do we say here as far as the pitchers today? I think the pitching's great. Um, I think there's a lot of <laughs> options at the top. Uh, there were a lot more options earlier um, on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. So um, Fantasy Draft, I don't think it matters, right? The the slate locks at 7 o'clock over there. There's not late swaps. So I'm guessing the game's just going to be it is what it is. So, yeah, uh, you know, over there on Fantasy Draft, <clears throat> you can play Giolito. Um, it, it's just one of those things, like, you know, you just have to be paying attention. And it's just like, you know, we pay attention all the time because of basketball. But – I think that the slate's really interesting as far as the pitchers on this slate, but I also think there's a ton of bats and a ton of places to attack this slate as well. Yeah, I got an email from Fantasy Draft for a free roll, so I'm going to go ahead and drop it in the, the chat for y'all. That's in the, the Rotor Runners chat. Not, no, I'm not dropping it in the YouTube chat. I'm not connected there. Maybe D-Train can go ahead and copy and paste that. If you guys are watching us over there on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump on over here to rotorrunners.com. Um, yeah, so the other thing, Stevie, as far as the pitchers, we have some wonky prices. 
Like, you know, uh, I understand that Gilito has been great. Like he's, you know, he's, he's always the guy that had this great pedigree and, you know, he was a big prospect traded for what Adam Eaton like three years ago or so, something like that. He's a guy we used to pick on all the time, but now he's starting to turn it around, but you know, he's almost 20 K uh, on fantasy draft. Frankie Montas has been in good, good form too, but he's facing an angel team that doesn't strike out. He's not a big K guy either. And his price is pretty ludicrous at 22 one. Uh, you have an overpriced Strasburg, in my opinion, uh, you know, facing an Atlanta team. You don't necessarily want to pick on. Uh, this is like the first time in a while. And like, you know, me, I'm, I'm generally playing cash games tonight. I'm just playing tournaments. The, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to, we're going to uh, the sounds game, the Nashville sounds game, a, a good portion of the office. So we're going to go ahead and check that out. And I didn't want to like have to scramble too much and like focus too much on cash games. So just tournaments for me tonight, me and you, we're in the same world. Uh, you said good options at the top. I am not playing Strasburg. I'm not playing Montez. I'm crossing those two guys off. Are you crossing them off? Are you with me or what? I don't want to necessarily cross uh, Montas off yet because I, I still think he has a lot of upside against this pretty right-handed heavy team. Kind of waiting to see what the lineup looks like when it comes out uh, because he's going to be very low owned here. Strasburg, I don't like taking pitchers going to into Atlanta, and it's going to be extremely hot in Atlanta today. Like first pitch is like ninety-two degrees. Um, so yeah, I don't want to cross those guys off, but like I, I really like Matt Boyd. Um, I think he's certainly a guy we're looking at. I think Rich Hill's in a great spot um, up against the Mets, so I, I think there are options here at the top, and then like that mid-tier. Like, the mid-tier is a little bit less interesting now that, like, David Price, that game's probably going to get rained out. But, like, Dylan Bundy, Yarbrough, um, Trevor Richards, all, all guys that I think are, are worth looking at today. And, you know, you can go all the way down to Marco Gonzalez if you want a, you know, cheap, safer option. Yeah, that's kind of sort of my list, too. And, by the way, you know, I, I pull up Weather Edge, Ross, Ross Weather Tool, and you know how you get these big sample sizes as far as what's going down weather-wise? You talk about Atlanta, and I'm like, I'm curious what it has to say about Atlanta. You know what it says? It says no matching historical games available. How is that? What's going? Is it like hail in Atlanta? What's going on in Atlanta that there's nothing matching? That's well, you got to remember that ballpark's only been around for a year, so like there just might not like there's a crosswind in this game, so like there probably just wasn't any games with this weather with a crosswind last year. Yeah, it's a good question. I assume it probably cuts it off. You know, uh, if the Turner field is not accounted for, I'm not really sure. But that, that, it that's actually- it does. Yeah, it does. I've actually, I actually asked Ross about Roth about this earlier this year, and there was a game that like there was only like a two game sample, and that that's where that came from. So it uses data since like I think 2000, um, but it only yeah. uses the current ballpark. So like so Turner Field won't be on you know SunTrust Field. I'm going to go ahead and copy and paste Ross weather report too. You mentioned the Boston game. It's currently an orange. Uh, that doesn't look very promising. Again, we're not weatherman. We don't play on one on TV. We're just kind of assuming that uh, as of right now, it doesn't look very promising. It's also orange, yellow in New York, as far as the Yankees. If you guys are playing that game on Fanduel, it's an earlier game. Uh, it's also yellow orange currently in St. Louis and Philly. You guys know Ross going to be on crunch time to give you, you know, up to the minute final thoughts as far as, you know, what, what his takes are weather wise. And these are just sort of preliminary uh, there will be more information for him to elaborate on that. Let me go ahead and drop that in the chat for you people as well. Um, by the way, something else that kind of popped there was uh, St. Louis and Philly. Assuming that game goes, uh, it's and like obviously the, the the Vegas total speaks to it. We're looking at 183 game sample size. That's a big number. A 20 percent uh, upgrade as far as home run potential, 16.5 percent as far as runs, and a 17.5 percent jump in ERA. Let's run through. Let's run through the pitchers, Stevie, because there is a lot, and it's very interesting as far as uh, tournaments. There's a lot of guys, guys you can consider. Uh, not a lot of guys I feel great confidence in, but a lot of guys I would consider to roster. Uh, I think Bundy is one of your favorites, is he not? 
Yeah, I really like this spot. Like on on paper, this is like a perfect matchup for Dylan Bundy. Like it's a very right-handed heavy offense. They only have two lefties in there in Goodrum and Stewart. So he's going to be facing seven righties in this spot. A lot of strikeouts. Um, oh, I guess Candelario is back in the lineup. I didn't realize that. So I guess it's three lefties, but Candelario has been terrible this season. So it's not like he's an overpowering bat. He got sent back down to AAA. I guess he got called back up and I missed that. But um, so he's going to be facing quite a bit of righties here. And this is just a spot that even though he has struggled a little bit with righties this year, he still has that massive strikeout stuff against right-handed batters. So if I'm looking at just for pure upside, why am I not looking at Dylan Bundy in a matchup against Detroit? Let's go ahead. Let's fire up the old plate IQ as far as Bundy versus Detroit hitters. And Stevie, uh, as far as K percentage, we see all the red popping. Collectively, 27.5% this team strikes out versus righties. That's a monster number. Uh, it's backloaded like Candelario back in the DL. He's at 26%. Dixon uh, at 37.8%. Goodrum at 28%. Grenier at 30%. Uh, Jones at 37, 31.7%. I, I am with you. Uh, you know, before the show, we kind of know like our favorite pitchers and D-Chain will go ahead and just drop a, you know, there's some synergy. You'll drop the picture. You guys see Dylan Bundy's face and uh, you beat me to it. Bundy's one of my favorites as well too. And uh, I think it especially pops when you see this Detroit lineup. Is sp- 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 wow. Specifically, uh, you know, I took speech class when I was like in third or fourth grade. And that was the one word that always tripped me up, Stevie. Can you say specifically? No. I can't apparently. <laughs> no. I feel like you can. Why were you not playing along? Nah, I don't know. I was reading chat. I got sidetracked. What's going on? Are you read what's going on in chat? What what are they up to today? Apparently we have uh three people in chat today. What do you I don't understand. What do you mean? Oh, it's broken? Is that what's going on? No, that's that's what one of the guys is saying. There's like three people in here. That, I don't maybe three people are, are just dominating the conversation. Everybody partake. Uh, join in. Have, have a good time. Uh, other pitchers that are worth talking about, and again, like Strasburg, you can roll them out there if you want to. I just, I'm Stevie, the bats win the slate today, right? Yeah, bats win the slate. I think going to the other side of this game, Matt Boyd, he's been fantastic this season, um, limiting the power, getting a lot of soft contact. He's struggling a little bit more with righties, and there are quite a bit of righties in this lineup. Uh, so that, obviously, that's super concerning, but the strikeout upside is there. It's a really good pitcher here. Um, it's Cuzzy. You know, he's one of the best uh, pitcher umpires in baseball. So this is a really good spot for both of these pitchers as far as umpire goes. And if you're getting a little bit on the outside, uh, which you should here with this umpire, it's a spot that Matt Boyd has some upside. You know, obviously, Nunez, Alberto, and Mancini have all hit left-handed pitching really well this season. But this is a spot that I think Boyd could pitch really well on the other side. Yeah, if you fire up the old lineup HQ, we have the umpire data in there. And there are two extremes as far as an extreme hitter's umpire is Rich Hill. And Steven Matz and the one extreme pitcher umpire, like you said, is Boyd versus Bundy. Uh, and like, you know, again, speaking to like the arms are not going to win the slate today. You, you, what do you think the biggest total is as far as uh, over under in K's today amongst all these pitchers? What's the biggest number? Uh, I think it's six and a half, right? Yeah. Uh, Strasburg at six and a half, Hill at six and a half, the aforementioned Boyd at six and a half, and Bundy at six and a half. And uh, yeah, then, then it kind of drops off pretty quickly. We got. Uh, one of the guys I, I thought was pretty interesting was Trevor Richards, you know, uh, facing San Francisco. San Francisco, a pretty terrible team, obviously. He's protected by that ballpark uh, in Miami, and you know, the price is pretty reasonable. And, again, some of these guys, their prices are a little bit a little bit too egregious for me. Uh, Richards is perfectly fine as far as the asking price, so I like him. He's somebody I'm thinking about as far as an SV2. What, what's your take as far as Richards? I think he's facing San Francisco at home. <laughs> like, he's in Miami facing um, San Francisco, like – 
I even think Jeff Samarja is a guy you could potentially look at today. Like it's that bad on this slate where like Coors has a 12 and a half total, right? Is it 12 and a half? I know it opened uh, last I saw, but I would not be surprised if it jumped to 12 and a half. Let's see. Yeah, it, oh. it opened at it opened at 12 and a half. So it's floating around 12 all day today. Um, so obviously, like you want a lot of exposure to cores today, you know, especially in cash games. Um so sorry, like I hit my keyboard and Siri popped up on my computer and it threw me off. Um don't you it's, it's, it's not just it's not just cores, by the way. You know, it's the Minnesota Milwaukee game that has a 10 total, which kind of jumps. We talked about that uh, that St. Louis game. If that game goes, it's at ten and a half. When you ever see ten and a half games? Well, it's Philadelphia, which is kind of a hair's ballpark, but still, uh, that, that's a big number. Uh, I was looking at Cincinnati Pittsburgh. That's not on this slate. That's on the Fanduel slate. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just think the hitters. And like, we'll, we'll talk about hitting in a second, Stevie. And I'm curious what your take is as far as cores. Like, do you have like using like, a hard stance of I'm not going to play cores. I'm going to go all in on cores. I'm going to get pieces of cores. Or is it just kind of like it's like everything else that's slate dependent. I'm going to play as much course today as I possibly can. I think there's certain places that you just play it, and this is a slate that you play it. Um, on, on teams that I don't have a lot of course, then obviously, you know, I, I probably won't play a ton of it. But um, I don't want to, like, use a ton of one-offs from cores. I want to load up two, three, four guys on each team. So, um, yeah, just for me, I, I think this is a great spot to just load up on cores. I think there's spots that you can easily fade it. But when you get two pitchers, like, you know, let's just talk about cores really quick. I know we're going to talk about the, yeah. the hitters in a second, but when we have two pitchers, like Merrill Kelly on the Arizona side, he has a 17% K rate this season, and he gives up a ton of fly balls and hard contact. He's not going to generate a lot of swinging strikes. Sensatella has a 14.4%. So we're going to a ballpark that already suppresses some, some swing and misses because of the ballpark. And – the elevation this is just one of those things where it's just like if i have two pitchers that are already struggling to strike guys out they're not going to automatically go into cores and strike guys out so this is a spot that i think you just load up on the bats yeah that's probably where i'm at as well too of course it's a 13 game slate and everybody else knows it too and ownership's a thing but uh like there absolutely should be some some crooked numbers being thrown up on the scoreboard let's just jump back to other pitchers that uh that we think that are worth considering as far as uh, tournament play as far as cash game play. I would play Bundy and cash probably if I was playing cash uh, on two pitcher sites. It'd probably be Bundy, uh, maybe Boyd, depending on if I need that salary or not. I don't need Boyd, but you talked about Marco Gonzalez. He's a guy I'm perfectly fine stepping down to. And you call him safe, which is like that's I hate using the word safe. And like, you know, your car, you talk about how safe is a fraudulent term. And, you know, floors is kind of fraudulent too. Every floor as far as hitters is zero. And of course, you can go negative as far as a pitcher. Uh, we both thought Price was in play to some degree, but we don't think that game's going to go necessarily. Last time he, he left, wasn't it like mixed reports? Like somebody said he was sick and somebody else said it was a different, like a strain or something. I can't remember the term they used, but um, we're assuming that Price is fine. You mentioned the Sharp, Jeff Samarja. If ever there was a matchup like where he could be fine, it'd be against the Marlin team. That, you know, Sharp, Sharp gives up a lot of pow- uh, a lot of power. Of course, the Marlin team lacks a lot of power. and it, There's no Martin Prado in the lineup, which is a nice bump as far as a K perspective. And, you know, you got the two big K guys at the top as far as Granderson and Cooper. Not like that Smart is going to strike anybody out. We're talking about a 16.8% K rate the last two years. That's a disastrous number. <clears throat> Talk about Samarja and then, like, uh, let's, let's give Marco Gonzalez a conversation. Yeah, like, so the Shark in cash, um, I, I could see potentially using him a little bit. I don't really love his upside in tournaments. I, I think that in this range, he's probably one of the guys that has the least amount of upside uh, because his strikeout rate is a little bit lower to righties this season. And 
for whatever it's worth, like Miami just hasn't been striking out as much this season. So, you know, there are guys against lefties and righties though. Against righties are striking out. Yeah, but like even against righties, like Anderson's around twenty percent, Castro's around eleven percent. Ramirez, since he got called up, he's not striking out very often. Rojas doesn't really strike out. So like, yeah, you you know, when you look at the whole team, there's like twenty four percent. But when you look at like why there's three guys over 30 percent like cooper granderson and alfaro so you know that's obviously boosting the the strikeout percentage up but when we look at it like really there's four guys in this lineup that strike out and then there's three guys or not three like four right around average and better than average strikeout rates against righties so you know that's why we continue to see like you know pitchers you know struggle to strike them out a ton and samar just not a guy in this point of his career where he has elite strikeout stuff. So I think he's okay. I don't think he's terrible. Um, it is the Marlins. It is in Miami. There's a lot of things that factor in for him here. Um, the other side of it that you were talking about, Marco Gonzalez, um, you know, he's pitching in Seattle. He's facing Texas. They're going to roll out probably three or four lefties in this lineup, which obviously helps Gonzalez. He's going to have some run support here from the bats on the Seattle side of things. And, like, the guys that you're worried about, you're worried about Gallo, you're worried about Pence, and, you know, you're worried about Mazzara. But with the lefty situation for Gonzalez being so good, ton of ground balls, no power against lefties, you know, you're really worried about Hunter Pence. And Hunter Pence, you know, even if he hits one or two home runs, that's fine. Um, I need Marco Gonzalez to go out and throw seven innings, and I think he can do that tonight. You roster Marco Gonzalez tonight. You want Gallo in that lineup, right? Yes. Like – I'm still debating on, like, if I'm going to play Marco Gonzalez or Dylan Bundy in cash. Um, I like the lineup that I had, and three of the Arizona bats that I had in my lineup are not in the lineup. So I have to, I have a lot of work to do when we get off the show. I've not seen Arizona's – is Dyson not in there? No, Dyson's in there. Um, I had Swihart, Crone, and Vargas in my lineup. None yeah, of those Crone, oh, I want Crone. Crone's not playing. I guess Walker's playing. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm very excited about Crone. He's got – that's CJ's brother, of course, and he – it's got a ridiculous amount of power. And uh, they're talking about him unseating Walker, but that hasn't happened just yet because Walker's been scuffling for sure. But that's kind of a bummer. I always hope him in a roster code as well. Of course, you can play Walker too because he's got immense power. Uh, as far as Gonzalez, this what's this year, by the way, for what it's worth, from a K perspective, he's only striking out 13.3% of lefties, 21.4% of righties. Uh, you know, collectively, in the last two, this is the last two years, 19.8%. Uh, do not have a Texas lineup just yet, but. Like you said, you want Gallo in there because he strikes out 40% of the time against lefties. Of course, he has immense power. But, you know, if you have the pitcher, you're hoping for those Ks. The Ks are king. It's the most important thing. And, like, theoretically, would you want to face an entire lineup of Joey Gallo? Uh, I think so. So, I mean, of course, you'd like to have a, a pitcher that can actually strike people out. But uh, just sort of an interesting conversation point. What about Rich Hill? Uh, he's pretty pricey. Uh, he's got an extreme hitter's umpire for its worth. But last I checked, Dave Roberts is still his manager. So, you know, the question of Rich Hill always is how deep is he going to go, but he's going to be—he's going to face a Mets lineup that uh, is not good. We can just say that and be polite about it, I suppose. Uh, the Ks have been there of late as far as the pitch counts, TV. 90 last time out, he went six. Went six against Cincy, 84 pitches, 90-60 before that. So not the, you know, not like a Scherzer-type leash, but he's, he's throwing 90 pitches or so, and if he can be economical and go six and strike out seven or eight, is Rich Hill somebody you're considering? Yeah, I think I'm going to use Rich Hill in cash. I think he's an SP1 today. I think this is a great spot. You know, even though the Mets have been better against righties, Rich Hill's a reverse split strikeout pitcher. He strike out, you know, he strikes out more righties than he does lefties. Um, 
Conforto doesn't hit lefties that well. So I think this is a great spot for Rich Hill. He's going to face a lot of righties here, a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So um, I, I like Rich Hill a lot. You know, kind of looking at how this slate – Roth just posted his updated weather report, and it's not good um, if you're wanting to play like Philly or Boston. Um, and even Coors, he has yellow-orange now. So really going to have to be paying attention to crunch time to know what we want to do with these St. Louis Philly bats um, because – yeah, obviously we want to play the bats in that game. So, you know, we could be reconstructing our whole lineups on this slate. So um, the other pitcher that I want to mention really quick was um, – why can't I think of his name now? I, I'm thrown off by the weather. Um, uh, Corbin – Cor- no, Corbin Martin um, facing the Cubs here. You know, he's a guy that is going to struggle with command and control. Um, he's he, – that's what he's going to struggle with, and that's what he kind of struggled with in the minors. But he has a very active live arm. So, if I'm looking for strikeouts, this this Chicago team does strike out some. So, if I'm looking for upside in this, like, 7K, low 7K range – and maybe want to pivot off of like maybe like a Samarja. Um, Martin's a little interesting here uh, because there are guys in this lineup that strike out. Do you know how like they're turning people into babies now, making video? Are you aware of this thing that's going on in the Twitter machine? Apparently, somebody did this to me, and that somebody has dropped a link in chat. I've not watched it. I don't think I want to see that. But uh, there you go. The oh. chat's the, the chat. Where's over. the link? Who who posted? Uh, <laughs> I believe Yisvon posted the link there in chat. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I guess, oh Chopper tweeted out of, of all people. That's ah, Chopper. there you go. All right. Yeah, I've not seen it. I don't think he added me. At Chop, but no, don't be afraid. You can add me. It's okay. Um, yeah, so I have not seen it. I, I, I will show – well, no, I was going to say I, I don't have those on me. But you mentioned Martin. Uh, the, the tricky part with him is that Houston's got a really good pen, obviously, and I think his <laughs> ace is super, super short. Are you, are you checking the picture out now, I suppose? Yes. How do I look? I saw Stephen uh, A. Smith, and it was kind of amusing, but uh, I don't know if that's a, it's in the same vein or something like that. But – yeah. Is that, that's a new app apparently where you're turning people's voices and pictures and the babies. Is that what's going on? I have no idea, but <laughs> it's good. All right. Well, I'll check it out off air, I suppose. Um, yeah. So Martin against the Chicago team, of course, the Chicago lineup is uh, without Bryant. So it's, you know, it, it's not the greatest lineup and you know the ballpark's perfectly fine, I suppose. I'm just concerned as far as his leash, but like you've seen it so far, that he's a, he is a bit of a prospect. He's not a nobody. And Houston's got other guys in the system that, that are ready to go as well, too. So I, he's basically pitching for his job. If he falters here, they might send him down. It wouldn't surprise me. So pressure on there. And we've seen the, the good and the bad. His first start in the majors was against Texas and crushed him with nine Ks and only walked one dude. But you saw at Boston, he was an absolute disaster. And he went four innings and walked four guys, gave up a homer, and he ended up, ended up the negatives. And you know, uh, he wasn't particularly good against the White Sox either, for what it's worth. Uh, I don't mind it for tournaments. Uh, I would say less than 10%, though. Is that fair to say? Like, maybe, like, one lineup of them? Yeah. It's just if you're if you're playing these guys in this range, you're just kind of mixing it up. But, like, Corbin Martin's a top-five prospect in the Houston Astros organization, and they have a ton of great prospects in their organization. So it just kind of gives you an idea. Like, Garrett Stubbs, he got called up, right? I'm pretty sure he got called up. He's a top-15 prospect in the organization. So – they have a lot of young guys up right now de- because they're dealing with some injuries. So uh, Garrett Stubbs is another guy that hits the ball pretty well. Yeah, he's batting ninth, Stubbs. Uh, the person that we're going to be talking about is uh, is Jake Makefield. <laughs> That's the guy I think the slate's going to be most excited about. And, you know, we live in the world of a, of a salary cap, Stevie, and he's he's 2K on DK, and he's batting sixth against Leicester. 
uh, he's going to be, you know, he's, he's a human. He's going to be holding a piece of wood and swinging at a, a spherical ball being thrown at him like three or four or five times or so. And Lester is kind of a disaster. He's, you know, he's definitely, he, Lester's a fraud. Uh, you know, he's ready for impending doom. Uh, you know, he's, he's more of a name brand these days. Uh, but Mayfield just kind of makes things work. I mean, 2K on DK, is, it just saves you so much. It's such a distinct difference as far as 2K on FanDuel or something like that. And as far as Manstrap, I believe, is he 4K over there too? Uh, he's 3.9K on Fantasy Draft. Jake Mayfield's going to be the most popular hitter in the slate, is he not? Am I crazy to say that? I think it'll be really popular, but people miss this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, I guess. Boy, Derek Fisher is leading off. That's pretty interesting. Fisher, Bregman, Brantley, Guriel, White, Mayfield, Kemp, Marisnik, and uh, Stubbs. What does Marisnik have to do to bat seventh? But uh, yeah, that's Houston, of course, is without Springer. They're without Altuve. Uh, they're without Diaz. And there's probably somebody else I'm missing too off the dome. But uh, they're obviously uh, a bit beat up these days. Any other picture that's worth talking about before we kind of pivot? Uh, the sticks. I think we talked about everybody outside of Ryan Yarbrough. Um, you always worry about how deep he's going to go, but they have a roof in Tampa. Um, <laughs> all this weather that's come, like uh, this weather is insane. Like I, I really like a lot of these games that like have weather issues. So like, I'm even a little concerned that we might get a delay in the Baltimore game now. And like, I might play Marco Gonzalez in cash because oh. of the Bundy situation. So, um, yeah, I'm just super, super concerned a little bit about some of these storms. Um, it's hot, and, you know, it, we're starting to get into the summer months. So, like, obviously storms are going to be issues. But, like, I guess we need to talk about, like, John Lester, right? Like, this Houston team is not your normal Houston lineup. There's a lot of young guys in there. He's a crafty veteran. I, you know, is he in play today? Like, should we be considering him? Like, Bregman is the guy you're worried about, but, like, you know, Mayfield is a guy that, you know, he's 27, 28 years old. He's not a prospect. He's just shown elite contact skills in the AAA. Like, should we be talking about John Lester here? You could have John Lester. I'm not rostering. I, I, I think he's fraudulent. The ZRA is 319, which obviously uh, it's gone up a blade, but the Sierra is 443, which kind of speaks to how lucky he's been. And I, I am not a buyer in, in Lester. I, I, I am a. I, I would sell. I would sell on Lester. I understand that the, the lineup's not particularly good, and he's facing actually a fair bit of lefties for, for Lester. But uh, nonetheless, I, I'm not in on it. I, I just think there's better places to go. I, the argument is like that like we at least know that game's not going to rain out. <laughs> uh, on face draft, you can roster Keller or Gilito. Like I think Keller's not really good, but he's a ground ball guy that doesn't give up home runs. Uh, so, and he's not a big K guy either. I think he's like, if you want to flat out punt it, I don't hate Keller. Uh, I don't think you need to do that, but that's something that I'd rather play Keller than Lester. How about that? But uh, yeah, it, for me, it's not necessary. What's, it sounds like you're considering it. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm considering or not. Like there's a lot of speed still in the Houston lineup. So obviously that's super concerning uh, when you're playing Lester. So I think that I, I just continue to lean towards taking firing shots on like Corbin Martin, you know, Yarbrough, uh, there was one of the, Marco Gonzalez, like Marco Gonzalez, like give me 15 points tonight. And if my bats go off, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Bats win this slate. Survival is what you want. Marco Gonzalez should, you know, be fine in theory. Uh, that's where I'm at. I like Marco. I like Bundy. I like Boyd. I like Lamp. I like Richards. Uh, Max Freed, one more guy. I give him a head nod. Sure. But I'm not sure if he's going to make the cut, but I don't mind Max Freed. He's just kind of hot in Atlanta. Like that ball is going to be jumping off the bat in Atlanta. And we've never seen conditions like this in Atlanta. Nine is the total according to Vegas. But uh, I want to hear what Roth has to say about it because uh, I suspect 
He's yeah, 91. Uh, Strasburg, what's the whole theory with uh, Brits always talks about uh, Steven Strasburg's bad uh, when, it's, when it's hot and he gets sweaty? Like, that's generally all pitchers. Like, the humidity and the, the heat's going to jump the ball. But uh, Brits' theory is that more so than others, and maybe he's got a sweat issue. I'm not really sure. But uh, Wait, you, know, you listen to Brit when he talks? I've know. heard him say, you know, this is one thing I've <laughs> When he's not interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, but let's jump to the hitters. Before we go around the horn and hit up, uh, you know, our favorite players in each position, give me one or two hitters that are going to kind of like be your core. Um, well, Bryce Harper was the guy that I really loved today, but this weather is kind of concerning me. Um, I might move off my bats in cash in that game, still maybe get some exposure in tournaments. Um uh, the guy that I think I'm just going to have a ton of tonight is just David Dahl. Like, he's just – he's not as expensive as a lot of these Rockies bats. And, you know, with Blackman out of the lineup, he's batting third. Like, he's batting between Story and Arenado. He has a ton of protection around him. Merrill Kelly can't strike anybody out. Like, David Dahl is my top hitter today, and just – I'm going to build a lot of teams around him because, like, he's just not expensive, Dean. Like, we're getting a discount on David Dahl. So, you know how we submit our names to the D-Train? And, like, you submitted Harper, I submitted Dahl. You stole my guy. Well, if you would reply to the email so I can see your guys, then I, I wouldn't have talked about your guy as much. Touche. That's a good point because the, I, I, I went uh, around the email and I told him via Slack. So, you didn't know my guy was Dahl. So, you know what? I apologize. It just yeah. happened to work way out. To try to rub it in, way to try to rub it in, but uh, actually <laughs> – <laughs> no, I, I can I can see that that was my bad. I did not respond to the email. Uh, I responded. Go look at go look at go look at expert survey and see who I wrote up as my top overall hitter today, Dean. Hey, you know what? On the screen, uh, well, that's what we'll do. Uh, you know, we did the premium peak. We'll pull that up as far as the expert survey. Let's see what you have to say. Let's see what the rest of the people have to say. We'll do a little screen share. Give you guys a little peek as far as what's going down premium wise here at RG. That's just one of the things you get if you're a premium, or obviously so many other things. Cheese is million dollar musings. You get the premium podcast. You get crunch time, you get ownership projections, you get umpire data, yada, 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 much, much more. Your favorite catcher today, Stevie? Uh, well, he's not in the lineup, so I'm still <laughs> just deciding what I want to do at catcher today. I really like uh, um, uh, Swihart, but obviously he's not playing. I, I think Alex Avelia is interesting um, in cores, but, you know, you're paying up for him. Honestly, it's probably going to be like Jansen for me. I'm probably just going to play $2,200 catcher today. He's going to be facing a lefty, going to get two at-bats against the lefty. Yarborough is good, but he's not elite, so I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with Travis Darno, $2,500. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm going to be debating. I didn't realize Darno's batting fifth, so everything I just said about Jansen translates into Darno. I'm probably going to take Darno in cash at $2,500 now that like I don't want to pay up for catcher. Yeah, I thought Grandall was kind of interesting. Uh, I prefer him against righties as opposed to lefty switch hitter. He's better against lefties for what it's worth. But who knows how long this uh, D-train smelter is going to last, leading off there for uh, throwing baseballs for Minnesota. Uh, you mentioned Swihart. I think the reason why is that outfield is huge, and Swihart's a converted catcher. Like, I guess they wouldn't want a converted catcher playing the outfield in Colorado. That feels like a recipe for disaster. So that kind of makes sense why they wouldn't play him there uh, in the outfield. Uh, Any. Will, oh, Will Smith, uh, the the blue the blue genie, uh, is going to be uh, he's two point one k on DK facing Mats. Uh, he's projected to start today for the Dodgers. That's another flat out punt, so I have no issues with that. Uh, otherwise, let's move on to first. What do you have for as far as first base today? Vogelbach, um, great day to play Vogelbach. You know he gets a great matchup here against Samson, who can't strike people out, who gives up a ton of hard contact. And he gives up a ton of fly balls. So 
Um, I Girl, love both. He's also a member of Team Girl. I didn't mean to apologize, but I felt like that was important to say in the chat. Isn't yeah, it? of course. That's your, that's the team you always have to mention, Dean. Like, you have to get that in there. But I love Vogelbach today. Um, Freddie Freeman has really interesting BVP against Strasburg, if you're into that kind of thing. I always love that kind of thing when it matches up to pitch profile, which it does. I want to play, like, Matt Carpenter and, and, and Aaron Otto. Um, but if, if the weather is going to be bad in Philly, um, you know, obviously you got to look at that. But Walker – 4,300. We know we talked about Crone already. Walker is 4,300 facing Sensatella. I don't mind if it's a righty or a lefty in Arizona in cash games. I'm going to try to get as many of those guys as I possibly can in there because it is a fastball pitcher, and that's what he throws 65% of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> you talked about that St. Louis game, and I hope it goes, and who knows? Again, Rothman's going to kind of dictate this for me if I want to play him in tournaments or not. Uh, maybe for cash, throw up the caution flag for tournaments. Again, stay tuned for Roth. I'm not going to say I have no idea, but uh, love Goldie. Goldie is just way too cheap there uh, on DK and Fanstrap, one of my favorite plays of the day. Uh, he's like 4-1 and like 8-3 or something like that as far as those sites respectively. And, you know, Reese Hoskins, another guy a little bit too cheap. You mentioned Vogelbach. I don't mind E5, his teammate there. Uh, you know, it's not going to be Chrome, but Walker you can throw in there as well too. Uh, if you want a cheapie, what about Aguiar? He seems way too cheap for me. Yeah, he's cheap as well. Um, yeah, I'd like – 2,900 seems really good here. Uh, I didn't even realize he was that cheap. Like, um, yeah, yeah Smeltzer, um, I guess is how you say his name. Um, I lo- I was doing a lot of research on him before we got started um, on the show. And, like, his he just does not translate into what is expected to be a major league starter. Um, no strikeout stuff. Fly ball pitcher. Uh, doesn't give up a ton of home runs. But when you have a K for nine at four point five point four seven in AAA, you're probably going to struggle in the majors. So I know it's his first start, but it's probably going to be a quick outing here um, for him. I think this is a spot you can certainly load up um, on the Minnesota bats. And I really, honestly, I didn't even realize Aguilar is that cheap. Like that, that's a fantastic value if you want to pay up pitching in cash games. Yeah, uh, whoever smelts it, dealt it. It's going to be dealing some dongs today for sure. And Aguilar seems like a uh, a likely, uh, you know recipient of that uh and i don't know how much you need that savings depending on but like yeah if you're not going to play one of the one of the first basemen in cores or something like that and again a lot of things are going to be weather dependent stay tuned as far as what roth has to say but uh and on base draft you can play four first basemen first base obviously a big opportunity cost today if you don't want to play IDR, uh you know if you're kind of missing out on other dudes and other sites but you can play four or five if you want to do that in fantasy draft but i, I love that price there uh, i assume he has the dh spot today i've not seen officially what his lineup is but that kind of makes sense to me in my head. Uh, give me a uh, probably Rizzo. Rizzo's been on fire for the Cubs. And you talk about Martin being, you know, kind of scuffling to some degree uh, or just kind of being up and down or, you know, just erratic. And nobody's going to roster Rizzo for what it's worth. He's kind of priced up there. Uh, hit up the Keystone position, second base. What do you have? Uh, one guy, Jake Mayfield. Um, he's <laughs> 2K. He is um, in the lineup hitting six. Like, Obviously, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go. I think Kiki Hernandez is in play um, if you want to pay up a little bit. Uh, if the Boston game goes, Brock Holt's in there. Uh, he's batting like six, I think, is what I saw. So, like, he's in play. You know, Kettle Marte, obviously, is one of the top options on the slate. Um, I don't expect this Smeltzer guy to pitch deep into the game. So, like, if you're stacking Milwaukee, don't leave out Moustakas in your stack. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota, Minnesota's bullpen's not great. So, yeah, you know, just kind of those guys are the guys I'm looking at. But to be honest, like, there's a good chance that I'm just going to go all in on Jake Mayfield and just uh, take 2K. 
Yeah, I mean, Jack Mayfield, what I've seen of him, yeah. I don't know much about him, but like what I saw as far as I pulled up his fan graphs page, and he doesn't project as to be this great hitter, but like, you know, he's going to be holding the piece of wood and he's ridiculously cheap. And again, he's 2K on DK, which is like a huge bargain. Uh, and he's 3-9 on fantasy draft. And really, if you want to load up on some bats, he's kind of one of the routes to get there. Of course, you could absolutely fade him in tournaments because like he's not good and you can fade anybody in baseball. There's different routes to go. But from a cash game perspective, if you guys are playing cash today, uh, on DK or, or in fantasy draft, like you must play him. Uh, if not, it's on Fandle. He's min salary on Fandle too. Yeah, but I don't know how much do you need that? It's kind of like I'll, I'll be fully honest. I've not built a lineup on Fandle today, so I don't know how much I need it, but it's just more appealing in the other sites. Concede that? If, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. But like if you want like a, a top end pitcher and you want Coors bats with that top end pitcher, like it, playing Mayfield will let you do that a lot easier. Uh, anybody else that's worth mentioning here, or shall we jump to the, the hot quarter third base? Yeah, the only other guy that I think is slightly interesting, if you're not, if it's on a non Dylan Bundy team, um, why can't I think of his name? Dixon. Um, he has a lot of power. He strikes out a ton, but he has a lot of power. So like, he has elite, like elite home run prospects in this uh, in this matchup if he if he makes contact. I would throw out Kiki Hernandez, by the way, who's still super cheap against a lefty. I presume he's going to lead off. He's three four on DK um again that, that that seems way too cheap but it, we talk about mayfield there there's certainly ways to get around him you don't have to play jake mayfield but it just makes the most sense from a dollar for dollar perspective and just kind of loading up everything else especially if you're cash games third base what do you have for me nolan arenado is obviously the top option especially if this philadelphia game um you know gets some rain in it because matt carpenter's in a great spot against nick pavetta like he's in playing all in all formats here um, but third base is actually pretty loaded. You got Eduardo Escobar. You got Rendon against the lefty in the hot Atlanta. Um, Alex Bredman against Lester. Miguel Sano. Um, I, I could keep going on. Like Matt Chapman facing Trapiano, who has like a five and a half ERA in AAA this season. <laughs> um, like, and Oakland's probably going to be pretty low on here. Kyle Seeger on the cheaper end. Um, I could keep going, Dean. Like third base, there are so <laughs> many options at third base today. Getting third base right today is going to be important, but I, I think we're going to see probably like six to ten home runs from third base alone today. I like all those guys in a pile. Did you mention the leprechaun there, Justin Turner? I didn't, but he's another guy that's 4.1K that makes a ton of sense. It is a it is a stacked field. Maybe third base is the last place I kind of fill out and just kind of whatever money I have left. But also you might just want to prioritize Arenado or Escobar because, you know, course field against two bad pitchers. That obviously makes a lot of sense. You got to pay for it, but – <clears throat> again, I'm not paying up for pitchers today. Uh, I have Mayfield, so I have the money to make it work. Uh, so I don't mind, you know, spending all the way up on a guy like Arenado, who's 5'9 on DK. He's actually not not, not as, uh, you know, expensive on fan strap, where he's less than 11K, I saw. Uh, like Bregman is a one-off versus Lester, no issue with that. Uh, and sure, R- Rendon versus Freed. The problem is Freed doesn't give up homers. Now, I was wrong about this last time we did a show. I'm not sure if you're with me, but I boldly said there's, like, no chance Freed gives up a homer pitching in San Francisco because the guy never gives up homers or fly balls and he gave up a he gave it shot. up to Brandon Crawford I know and uh I took the L on it he was amazing but I was still wrong so what are you gonna do uh and those are else? good L's to take when you know you're like right but you're gonna take the L anyway those are good L's to take is Correa not in this lineup that's what's going on I'm looking at this Houston lineup I'm like what looks what else looks weird there's no Correa today so uh you know, that's why the rest of it looks I mean I knew it looked goofy but especially goofy the chat's talking about how Correa's not playing yet no Korea either. He's, is he just getting a blow? As far as I know, he's healthy. Unless I missed something. Well, I think they're going to call Altuve back up tomorrow. So maybe they're just giving everybody a day off and letting these these guys, these younger guys play today. All right, shortstop, what do you have for me? 
So I have this, so this is my debate right now. Um, so I was really interested to hear like your thoughts. Like shortstop's the position I want to pay up for today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have the cap. I'm going to punt catcher. I'm going to punt second base. Shortstop's the position I want to pay up today. Do I pay up for Trevor Story or do I pay up for Eduardo Escobar? And I've been debating this all day. Mm. Both these pitchers stink. Both these guys can hit home runs. Uh, Escobar's a little bit more expensive. But Escobar's on the road um, as well. So, like, you're guaranteed the ninth. Do you take the guarantee in the ninth or do you take Story? <laughs> it's just – I've been debating this all day, Dean, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Well, my first thought is I would just chop it, but I guess that's not the answer you want, right? No, I play one team. I, yeah. I don't chop it. Like, yeah, one team. I'm on team heads, team chop. Uh, uh, last, hey, no, I love that's hedging. Not, that's not head chopper. That's chop – that's a whole other team. I'm not, I'm, just, I'm not endorsing head chopper so that people know. Uh, Story's coming off a golden sombrero, or is he, he had a game where he four and five strikeouts or so or something like that last time out, then they gave him a breather and took a day off. Um, look, I, I think Story's perfectly fine. I'm not afraid of the stupid game where he struck up four or five times, whatever it is. But as a tiebreaker, I'm with you. I love the road teams, so it's probably Escobar. Uh, but also the other part of it is, like, how many guys do you have on each side? Do you have more, more D-backs and more Rockies, or it's just a game stack? Uh, if I played Escobar, it would be in cash. I'd have two and two. Um, is what I'm looking at right now. And if I played Story, it'd be it'd be Doll Story Arenado. It'd be the two, three, four stack. So like that's what I'm kind of debating. Like I'm perfectly okay, okay with playing either one. Um, if this Philly game becomes an issue and I have to take out Harper, like I, I still have enough to play either one of them and play Ryan Braun. So like I, I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. I like DeYoung a good bit, but of course that game has some weather issues too. I don't mind Turner either. Baez is a one-off. <clears throat> or pairing Baez with Rizzo, I'm okay with that. But you want to, you want to, the thing that I think people aren't going to do, if you want to be a little different in tournaments, and I, it doesn't make sense, but like you can do it because uh, we talk about Mayfield. Maybe play him at shortstop and spend up at second. Like, no. I, I, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, it's baseball. <laughs> Just like, I, I understand. Yeah, look, it's, it's dumb. But that's why you do it, and that, that's kind of like a lot of baseball analysis, or you're just saying no. You're saying that's just – no, that's too dumb. I think there's a lot of upside at shortstop today. Escobar, Story, Bogarts, Polanco, Baez, all five of those guys could double dong today. And, like, we talked about second base, and I think there's some really solid options at second base. I would say there's probably three or four more guys at shortstop that could double dong over second base today. What about playing Marte? We could play Marte at second? Yeah, you can play Marte in the outfield as well. So, like, um, no, it's just like, yeah, I think think that is an option. I just think that it's a tougher ask when you're looking at, like, the top-end shortstops today. 15 minutes before you step aside and get out of here, we do the premium peak in a second. You're going to get your favorite stacks, your favorite dongs. We're going to answer some questions from chat. Start loading those questions up there, chat. If you guys are on the old YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, ask some questions. Our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, is going to copy and paste those questions and throw them in the RG chat when prompted. You can cut up the middleman and jump on here to Rotor Grinders and ask the questions yourself. But here we go. That's the formula. That's what we're doing as of right now. Uh, we're jumping to the outfield. And, like, yeah, Harper is one of your guys, and he's one of my guys, too, just because he's just too cheap here. I know he's been scuffling. I know he's been striking out too much. But, you know, Adam Wainwright just, you know, this is a guy, you know, long in the tooth on the back end of the bell curve as far as his career. He's just not striking anybody out these days. And we talk about how that weather uh, is conducive to hitting as well, assuming they actually play the game. Love Harper. You like him as well, but like, give me some pivots away. Obviously you've got a roster, you know, more than one outfielder. What's your core there? 
Yeah, like I said, David Dahl, Harper, uh, guys that I really want to play. I love the upside for Max Kepler and all the twins. I know we didn't talk about them a lot, but like this is a spot that, yeah, Zach Davies is a really good real-life pitcher. Um, I, I wouldn't even say really good. He's a good real-life pitcher, um, but the twins are rocking right now. Um, uh, You know, at the top, it, it's a tough ass to play Yelich against a lefty, but again, I think that this guy is going to get rocked today. Um, so I, I, I do do like looking at Yelich. Uh, Austin Meadows is crushing the ball right now. Uh, Adam Jones and Coors, that's kind of at the top. Like, if we go down to this mid-tier, I really like Ryan Braun. Um, you know, we talked about um, Smeltzer a lot here. I, I think Ryan Braun, he's a guy that has elite stuff against left-handed pitching. Lorenzo Kane, another guy you can look at against the lefty. Um, so those guys are on the road too. So you're guaranteed the ninth inning with those guys as well. So, you know, if you want to attack the, the young Martin kid, I think, uh, Kyle Schwarber is really cheap. Uh, Steven Piscotti is cheap. Dexter Fowler, if that game's okay. So. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a peek as far as the experts. So everybody today, again, this is one of the deals you get. If you have premium here at Rudder Grinders, you did, uh, you partook as well as Boggs light one cheese is good. At notorious so it's a pretty loaded field there today yourself uh stevie included uh all right your favorite cash hitter for today happens to be david Dahl, and i yeah i agree with that the, the other guys have turbid story as well too and you want to reiterate reiterate why uh i guess the price again we're assuming that the weather is good and you want to get the, the go ahead with roth but tell me why you like david Dahl, a rocky that's too just too cheap why would you like him today yeah it's just a pitcher that doesn't have any strikeout stuff his biggest issue this season is strikeout so i, I like david Dahl a lot your favorite pitcher for cash? Rich Hill. All right. <laughs> Couldn't read it, could you? You're struggling a little bit. No, maybe? I, I, was, I just didn't want to read it all. I, I wanted to have you, uh, you know, partake in the conversation. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, Rich Hill. <laughs> I, can I think see that's, what I, that's what I put, right? I hope yeah, now you you're like asking me, you're making me concerned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw you off, but like, yeah, if you want to pull the page up by all means, just to make sure you got your answers, because of course, sometimes I'll pull it up now. <laughs> you threw me off. When I do the expert survey, sometimes my opinions will change and I'll go in there and have, you know, have a change as well. So like, I don't want to throw you off. And if your opinion changes, so be it. Uh, your favorite pitcher for tournaments happens to be Matt Boyd. Uh, do you think he's going to be fairly low owned? I've not checked the ownership on Boyd today. I think that he'll fly a little bit under the radar. Um, now, like the weather's obviously concerning me. Um, Mm. we have Matt Boyd projected as one of the highest projected um, ownerships. And I did not see that one coming, but I, I still like his tournament upside on a, on a, you know, massive slate. Your favorite pitcher for tournaments happens to be Dylan Bundy. And again, we hate to just keep saying the same thing about weather, but like weather permitting uh, Bundy is the guy. Jesus uh, is good, but he has Sabarja as his favorite tournament pitcher. That's just how bad the Marlins are. Uh, everybody else has Bundy. Jesus is on an Island of his own favorite salary saver. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's got Mayfield except Boggs as Aguiar. And I think they're both really strong plays for cash. Yep. Uh, let's see. Your favorite top contrarian play. Who was that there, Stevie? Uh, probably Kepler, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's good to see it checks out. Uh, Boggs has yeah. Gallo, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Bellinger for Jesus. Yeah, because Bellinger's expensive and he gets ignored. But you have the salary to make Bellinger work. And we're going to be all distracted by Coors Field. And for sure, you can roll out Bellinger. It's no, no problem with that. Uh, the player you're most afraid of having little to no exposure to. Well, it happens to be Bellinger. There you go. Yep. It's a lefty, lefty, lefty matchup. So I'm super concerned. Bellinger has been really good against lefties and Matt's has not been great against lefties. So um, the Dodgers lineup just came out and Bellinger's in there batting uh, fourth and Kiki Hernandez is batting leadoff. 
There you go. You got Kiki leading off. That's important because he's just way too cheap. Uh, as far as uh, expensive pitchers that you will have no exposure to, and Cheese is with me on Montas. I know, I know he's been really good, but he's just—he's not this big K pitcher, and he's facing an angle team that doesn't strike out a lot. I think he'll be fine from a, you know, a perspective of yielding runs. By the way, worth noting Otani if he's in that lineup. Otani's really, really cheap. Just throwing it out there. Uh, if you want to save some salary, he's got plenty of pop. Obviously, do we have an Angels lineup? Yes, Otani is batting third. You have uh, Martin Martin Perez, and I'm with you in that too. It's he's fine, but uh, wait, yeah, Martin Perez is not actually he's not pitching today, is he? Am I missing something? Is yeah, he- we um, if are you looking at the page, um, or are you looking at the Google Doc? I'm looking at the page. Is that, has it been updated? Um, yeah, I just messaged him, and a couple of us messaged them about the Martin Perez change. So yeah, I'm sure, definitely yeah. don't play Martin Perez. It's a terrible. Mine, I changed mine to David Price. Um, I love <laughs> David Price today. But even if it's the weather's looking a little bit better, according to Roth, but if it's going to be rainy and stuff, I'm just not going to play him. Um, <clears throat> we got to some interesting conversation there in chat. Go ahead and throw your questions in chat now. If you guys have questions over the YouTube, feel free to fire up, fill up the, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the chat prompts so we can knock out as many questions as possible before you step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. Give me your favorite stacks today and three dudes that are going yard. Oh, obviously the Rockies are my favorite stack today. I don't think Merrill Kelly's good. Um, I love Seattle as a late game hammer. I think they have a chance to hit a bunch of home runs tonight. Um, I think they're a team that you can certainly look at. Uh, the expensive home run today, um, I'm going to try to stay away from cores. Um, give me Vogelbach as the expensive home run. Um, give me 